Hello and welcome to episode 5, season 2 of Les Odorants. I am Dan, or sometimes known as Brian, for reasons that may or may not become clear. Uh, and with me, as always, are the inimitable Fliss, Ben, and the other one, James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, um, so let me let me explain the Brian thing. Um, so uh, James very kindly circulated uh, Dan Norton, aka Mister Smelly's uh, live stream the other day, upon which. Uh, Les Odorants got a mention so thank you very much uh, uh, that was um, uh, who was it now it was um, oh, it's them <laughs> it was uh, Margie, Margie Noir Margie Noir She's and, so nice, uh, I don't really know her Rachel K <laughs> I don't know. I'm just yeah. being sarcastic yeah, she's so the one, Ben's the one that no one really knows yeah Margie Noir and Rachel K Ing um, and they both discussed, uh, uh, and they was, oh, Fliss is wonderful. She's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 usual, yeah, yeah, Fliss is brilliant. <laughs> and then there's Houdini. Oh, yeah, everybody knows Houdini. And then there was Ben. I don't really know Ben. And then there's the other one, uh, Brian, I think. <laughs> Brian? <laughs> fucking Brian? Do I look like a you fucking a Brian, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on Fuck now, off. Brian. Oh, Honestly. Come on, pipe down, Brian. <laughs> Fucking. I was like, Brian, you absolute cunts. I honestly, heartbroken. Do you think they're confusing you with Brian? Um, knows no notes, knows, knows, no, well, notes. That yeah, there's no reason they should. Uh, I mean, we're not like remotely similar personality. I suppose sometimes I try and copy his phot- photography, photography style. Yeah, your, fo- your photos kind of look. Sometimes, similar, sometimes. I mean, mm. it, technically, his are way better than mine, anyway. But um, I don't, I don't think they're that similar. Uh, and um, uh, also, the main thing with m- my stuff is not really the the photos; it's more the captions, anyway. Right? So, and the sort of mm-hmm. extremely bleak fucking sense of humor um but yeah i was uh no, no i'm dan not brian dan get it uh oh very frustrating so so that was that uh, i mean there was some other uh bits and bats of news as well um i don't know why we're starting with news but why not i mean let's let's do the news oh this is some news i wanted to share so i was having a little rummage around in the old cupboard and i thought ah oh, i'll pull out Chinois by uh, Amanda Beadle's Bedo, and um, I don't know if you remember, but but there was like a bit of a thing where um, the label uh, on the bottle I'd bought was not quite right, and I said I didn't want to post it on Instagram for her because it like the what, label was wonky, and she said, "Well, I'll tell you what, give that one to Ben, and I'll send you a new one." Anyway, she sent me a new one with a perfectly straight label, and that's what I put on uh, Instagram. But I pulled the bottle out today, and I noticed that she'd written on the inside of it <gasps> and she'd written you're, you're my, my favorite yeah! <laughs> yeah i was absolutely made up so uh yeah <laughs> fuck off fliss i'm her favorite i'm a favorite not not you me me dan aka brian the favorite um yeah 
no, I, this there seems to be some sort of problem with people remembering my name. There was like um, there was a, a review after the after the one where I sort of slagged off some listeners, which you know, fair enough. Not everyone's cup of tea. I still stand by it, by the way. But one star, <laughs> yeah, that. one star, Steve, and all that. Um, and someone had uh, written something about uh, yeah, yeah, the main one doesn't seem to be able to handle criticism. So I am the main one apparently, but I don't get a fucking name. I'm not even like Dan. You're like like a nameless god on high, just in charge. (laughs) We're not allowed, you know, we're not allowed to utter such magic. Yeah, can't take criticism, but you're the main one. I I am the main one and also I'm called Brian, apparently. So, uh, anyway. Life um, of Brian? Bit like Jesus? Bit like God? See, I told you. Well, I I had some difficulty following that, Fliss, but if it works... If you know, you know. know. Indeed. Well, so uh, that's, I think, mostly it. Um, Oh, uh, there was one other piece of news. I don't know why I'm doing news first, but fuck it. There is a piece of news which um, got everybody all of a dither today on the internet, um, which was that a photo emerged of a bottle, a gold amouage bottle bearing the name Jubilation 40. I don't know who else saw this. I saw it. But yeah, Jubilation 40. And I was like, uh, so I, because uh, I've got Renault on uh, speed dial, obviously, I like uh, sent him a message straight away. Renault, me old mate. So anyway, I messaged Renault and um, said, please fucking God, tell me this is true. Um, and he was really quite interesting. Uh, he didn't exactly say it's not true. He made lots of comments about it, said things like, hmm, the font looks pretty good. Although, doesn't that look like a uh, a cap from um, uh, uh, Interlude? Um and I was like, mm, it's a deep fake. Yeah, uh, well, anyway. Not even that deep because they got the fucking camera. But, cat but right. so, he didn't so, say that's a fake picture, go away. No, he no. didn't. So I, I said to him, look, mate, we record the next podcast tonight. If it's all right, I'm going to put the news out there that they might be one, but the amouage will neither confirm nor deny. And he, and he just was like, uh-huh. Oh, well. Okay. Mm. So... That says it all, doesn't uh, it? Um, so I, I, I think they may have, there may be one, but it's like somebody's guess that it'll be forty. Um, but they, they, they're probably wrong on that. Well, he, I don't know. he did say. Do you reckon their marketing is that is sophisticated enough for them to have like knocked it up themselves and like? I don't think so. A, like done a sort of like dodgy leak of a. It doesn't seem their style. It's a bit too sort of rough and tumble a, a sort of marketing approach. I don't think it's their style at all. I quite like it. Uh, I quite like that. Uh, it, it, but it's a it, that's a sort of punk marketing kind of approach, and they are not a punk brand. They're a sort of very sort of you know their whole thing is kind of royalty and fucking uh, doing it properly, uh, classic. Yeah. Um, but um, he did say that they'd been it, it had been something he'd wanted to do. It was the first one that he wanted to do um, that and interlude, but he'd. Uh, clearly had some technical difficulties with it um so um i don't know who the hell knows whether 40 is right or not uh 40 would i think represent the lowest of all the extra uh concentrations Mm. uh, but it's still fucking 
pretty There's a pretty strong perfume strong. anyway, though, isn't it? I mean, it's it's not it's not small. Well, we've we've discussed this one a bit. Like James has had uh, brilliant experiences with it, where it's sort of lasted all day. But for me, it's got this kind of tremendously kind of like twenty one gun opening, but then seems to almost vanish uh, uh, into thin air after about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I don't think that's me just going like nose blind to it. I just think it 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 doesn't seem to have any staying power. So. Um, a forty percent version that do me absolutely fucking sweet. Nice. So that's the news. Uh, anyone else got any news they'd like to throw in there before we get into discussing what perfumes you've been wearing? Um, well, apart from the fact there's been a lot of interest in my spreadsheet, um, a couple of people <laughs> have got in touch. Nerd. <laughs> And there's a a lovely lady um, called Alexa who's on Insta and she's launching an app called Aroma Shelf and it's for people who are collecting and it catalogues your um, perfumes and but also it's got a lot more functionality than Profumo or any of the Fragrantica or Base Notes wardrobes and it's currently free to download and I'm just playing around with it. I'm not going to be able to put my spreadsheet into it because that would be like take me... 25 years um but if you're just starting out um i recommend it it's good fun don't you think that do you know people who are just called alexa don't you think they have terrible trouble if they have one of those alexa well uh that's a very good point although you can change the name of it to either echo brian (laughs) (laughs) you fucking arseholes (laughs) you I, I, I want to single out Rachel for, for that. I'm going to start referring to Rachel exclusively as Brian. Ex- exclusively as Brian now. Um, so annoying, Brian. I mean, honestly, Brian. It's a great name. Fuck's sake. See, the more you. See, the thing is, if you keep saying it, it's just going to get stuck in people's heads. You have a very mischievous face, Fliss. I oh, no, I don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> you've got i've thought this as well that like is there, does anyone ever call you like uh, it, it happens with like scousers a lot where they'll go hey jamie and i'm like my name's james it's not fucking jamie does anyone ever call you danny i don't see you as a so danny. there was there was only two people who've ever called me danny uh <laughs> and they're both dead uh no they're under the no, 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 no. my my uh my aunt for some reason calls me Danny um and she's um so she's like this uh oh yeah weird detour into my background but she's like this sort of um crazy uh like socialite type nutter and she she's like the type of woman that has like enormous sunglasses and always has a fag in her mouth and and she's saying amazing she said, my darling danny it's fabulous to see you oh, i things, love uh, the sound of her uh, she's she's yeah. she is fucking insane i mean like clinically does she like perfume Let's uh, get her i don't know if she does actually she is clinically insane my aunt um she's bonkers <laughs> Um, absolutely lovely, though. If you're listening, Auntie Eve, sorry. Um, and then um, the other person who called me Danny was my swimming coach for, for no reason at all. But it does mean that, like, whenever I run into people like that I used to be on the same swim team with, like, from 30 years ago, they call me Danny. Mm. <laughs> uh, Danny or, Brian. weirdly, 
No, no, never Brian. Brian. <laughs> Shut your fucking face. The other weird name. So, so because my surname's Rothschild, um, for some reason, loads of people in the suing team used to call me Rossi, like R-O-S-S-I. No one outside of that environment has ever called me that. But yet I will go to a pub. Like, if I go home, I can go into a pub and see someone I haven't seen for, like, 35 years... And they'll walk up to me and go, all right, Rossi, how are you doing? And it's like, I, 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 I don't... I Rothers. 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 <laughs> Rothsburgers. Yeah, also, I get all sorts of fucking bullshit. I, I, honestly, I attract nutters. I had, uh, I had a thing on uh, Facebook. Well, we're all here. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, that's true. But I, put a, uh, I put a post on a private group um, about the death of uh, Lance Reddick, um, you know, the actor from The Wire. And and I'd, I'd said something about how tragic it was. And someone had then piped up saying, was he vaccinated? To which I replied, oh, fuck off, mate, and turned off the comments. And uh, and then I got, like, a bunch of abuse, like, in private messages and people going, oh, yeah, just doing your family's fucking bidding, aren't oh, you? No oh, no Like, yeah, I, honestly, I attract nutters. The, uh, the, the surname Rothschild can be uh, something of a fucking mixed blessing. Anyway, uh, that was a very unusual start to the show this week. Um, but again, my name is Dan. It is definitely not Brian. Um, so let's go to another person not called Brian. Is it definitely not, though? I it mean, is it definitely not. Like... What, you think I'm protesting I, I, too I much? I feel a running joke coming on. Yeah, I, I, I actually <laughs> I feel like don't. it's sort but, of become part of the law. Because you're, you're, you're someone's favourite now, so I we've got to find something else to tease you about. Yeah, it, 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 would, it would only have been bettered, this ball, <laughs> if, if Amanda had written on the, you're my favourite, fuck Fliss. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. but, but she it didn't. Have made she my just wrote well. my favourite. Yeah, it it yeah, probably yeah. would, yeah. Uh, I bet she sends everyone a bottle with your my favourite written on it. Bet she doesn't. <laughs> um, bet she doesn't. No, no. Right, anyway, fucking hell, let's talk about perfume. Um, let's talk about perfume. Ben, 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 what have you been wearing? I know what you've been wearing. So I, I sent you some samples. Yeah, so I've been wearing your samples. Um, before we get to that, let's talk about this. Uh, I've bought a Fiore d'Ambra by Profumum. Profumum Roma. Oh, amazing. Um, I, I, really good. I don't think uh, I know the Fiore d'Ambra one. I'm assuming it's an amber. Well, so that's the interesting thing. You're assuming wrong. Uh, oh. Well, sort of and some and some. Basically, it is an amber, but it's not like, forget like the idea of like uh, like uh, resinous sort of woody amber or anything like that. It's basically labdanum. Um, and it's using like the, the, you know, that those sort of like ambery aspects of labdanum uh it mixes sort of like labdanum with a bit of vanilla to make this sort of ambery sort of vibe which i suppose it's got but really i think at its heart it's labdanum perfume but it's not it doesn't have the punch of like uh the chanel labdanum you know like the um the leon it's not anywhere near as aggressive as that it's way more calmer relaxed version sort of slightly sweet mm. sort of floral labdanum thing um that as it dries down it sort of gets quite um like uh sort of leathery as well like that because you can use labdanum funnily enough to make like leather accords and so so it, you do get like a, la- a leathery sort of dry down to it um quite animalic but not in a dis- like way that sort of it may immediately makes you recoil 
it's got that sort of like you know people sort of say like furry musk mm. like it smells like a furry animal it mm. smel- it's like that it smells like my dog to be honest like you know like it's like when you put your nose in your dog and give it a big huff it's got that sort of vibe to it um, i love that smell I I, yeah. I I know my dog stinks, but I love the smell of my dog. It just, <laughs> he, he, there's something so uh, just comforting about that. Um, and I don't mean like cosy. I, I mean like emotionally sort of comforting. Um, mm. Yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Love the smell of a dog. So, Well, I love the smell of my dog. I'm not sure I want to smell anyone else's dog. You know what I mean? It's, it's really nice. It's just to say, like a really sort of like a really soft sort of uh, floral labdanum, slight leathery animalic thing, but in a very sort of say like like comforting way. Nothing too disturbing or stinky. Um, yeah, really, really nice. I was really impressed with it actually. Mm. Um, nice. Wasn't, wasn't really what I was expecting, but really nice. Quite soft. Um, it's not the sort of thing that you have to worry about like offending people. It's really like a personal sort of scent. Mm. I seldom uh, worry about offending good. people. That's uh, that's one of my favourites from the brand. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I love the uh, Aquaviva, is it called? Oh, the lemony uh, one, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just a lemon perfume, but it's beautiful. And then out of the ambers, obviously the other amber, Aurora de Amber, I think it's called. I think that's their famous um, one. Amber Aurea. Yeah. Amber Aurea, yeah, that one uh, is much more of a traditional old books, you know, uh, Amber Accord, um, but it's really good. But I kind of retried both of them and was like, no, I like the Fiori much better. Um, And yeah, Ben described it uh, perfectly. I think the floral sort of aspect of it um, is, it's quite like downplayed, but it's, it's what sets it apart from your normal sort of perhaps maybe slightly boring you know the the other one's great i mean it's one of the best ambers you can get but it's not very um dynamic it's not very it's not doing a lot uh whereas that one is really like sweet and just just beautiful mm. um did you did you get that second hand or yeah yeah i got it off um the facebook group uh, a lady called georgina who i think this is the show yeah so, you know, Shout out. Shout out, She's Georgina. Lovely. I'm going to be mentioning Georgina in my What Have I Been Wearing as well, actually. So, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a Georgina appreciation evening. I think so. Uh, lovely. Okay. Well, go. well, look, there's some other samples then that I sent, which um, uh, I, I, you know, needed to mention this. They were very kindly sent by a chap called Levin, um, who pro- posts on Instagram as uh, Grey Tuberos. Um, and uh, Levin. Uh, kindly sent these samples all the way from Germany because he thought they would be super interesting. Mm. Um, and, and I think... Did he make uh, I them? I think they are. Did he make them? No, oh. no, he didn't. And I, I, I said to him, look, I, uh, he said, I'd like to send you a couple of samples. I said, well, are they your own work? He said, God, no, 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 my own work's terrible. It's really basic. I was like, yeah, sure, but I'd rather like try your own work than something I can get in a shop. But... He said, "Like these are quite, uh, these are quite interesting," and mm. and he thought we'd appreciate them. Um, and I think my instinct is these will be reasonably divisive. <laughs> um, and uh, I think the the brand is called Christian Cavagna. Is that right? Cavagna. Uh, Cavagna. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cavagna. And uh, one of them is called uh, Musa Paradisiac, and the other one is called. Boa Madre. Boa Madre. Mm. Um, so, Boa Madre and Musa 
paradisiac, courtesy of Levin. What do you think, Ben? fucking hated them both i had i scrubbed off Bo and marjorie about half hour before we started this because it was just making me hate life really um, i thought you'd have loved it uh, do you know what they smell like trifle they smell they just both smell like trifle, trifle. you're yeah. kidding <laughs> that, the Bo and marjorie's got this huge animalic animalic dry down that's but, just really yeah. really strong there's no trifle that smells like that unless it's coming out the other end. Yeah, so they've both got other elements, but they've both got like this trifle heart that just seems to obviously that's their. When you say trifle, you mean like the, creamy and sweet. Yeah, as in like the, the Christmas sort of jelly and custard sort of thing. Um, really? Yeah, to, to I, me, I just got trifle. Oh, yeah, may, maybe I get that with the paradisiac, but the boa madre to me was like, as, as Fliss said, super like animalic. And I mean, I, 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 think I, I, I like the boa madre. I didn't like the other one so much, to be honest. I, I think you're, it's, it's, it's the Chiborosa chord that they're both that they both use is the thing that you're associating. Yeah, okay, so that's what I thought it might be tuberose. Um, yeah. But then it's the mixture with that with vanilla. Just to me, that's trifle. Like, it's just trifle. And that's all I could get. And it made me feel really nauseous, both of them. Oh. Um, I just couldn't deal with it. I had to say, Boa Madra had to scrub off. And it was nothing to do with animalics because I was kind of hoping because I remember I, I did see something that you wrote in the thing saying about it being animalic and I was like, oh, cool. Um, but to me, it was just trifle and i just couldn't hack it and i just had to scrub oh. them um see for, for me the the dry down on the boa madre is is really heavy heavy animalic civet but i think there's also castorium in there as well um and i kind of love it i don't know how often i'd wear it um and it's it, it for me the boa madre felt more like almost there was a slight disconnection it was two different perfumes when the initial blast I didn't really get the banana leaf note at all. For me, I felt that the iris came through stronger for me and it felt slightly, actually comes almost violety. There was a, the, for me, there was a phantom violet note in the very top. Um, but then all of that quickly goes that the tuberose and the yang stays really heavy, stays for a long time. But then the moment the leather and the castorium and the civet and all of that kicks in at the bottom it's really strong and it's not like you know, i found boa the reason i scrubbed it was not because of the smell so much it was making me feel a bit nauseous but it actually was like making me feel like a, like 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 uh like short of breath oh really just like i was like mm. like this is there was I, something in there that didn't agree with you yeah i just i don't know it just was wrong <laughs> so, so uh, I, I mean, personal sort of observation. I fucking hate it when they do this. But on uh, Fragrantica, all the smells like so the 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 twats have clearly been out, and it's all smells like um, uh, Gary SpongeBob and the, <laughs> the other SpongeBob one and and the anal no. one and stuff. And it's like people just do that to be. Oh, so funny. It's about as funny as fucking foot rot, honestly. Um, just, oh, I wish people would stop being twats. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think I could compare it to anything, but I quite like Boa Madre. It was the other one that, that gave me a bit more of the heaves because that seems to be very tuberosy, like, bleh. It really green tuberose at the top. And there's... Mm. Um, 
yeah, much greener and brighter at the top for me. Um, and I actually found it really wearable. It, it, it feels very clean and rounded. I really enjoyed wearing it. Um, but then I am a bit of a Chiburos fiend. So for me, maybe I was just in my element. Mm. Um, yeah. I, and I know there's someone on the WhatsApp was gummy. like, oh, it's really strong. And I was like, oh, it's not that strong. Uh, <laughs> but then that's just... very strong, yeah, I thought. Yeah. They are pretty strong. <laughs> I, like, mm, um, <laughs> I, I loved yeah. both of them. Mm. Um, uh, totally. I mean, I know... And the thing is, I completely understand what Ben's saying. They do smell a bit like trifle. Um, but I fucking love <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I, 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 the thing about, I was sort of fascinated to hear what Fliss, uh, had to say. I can't believe, and the problem is, right, I've sprayed them on a strip now and I, I can't get the same experience, you know, and this is pretty, sounds pretty obvious, but I can't get the same experience that I had on skin. Um, cause they don't, they don't quite smell obviously like they do on skin. However, the boa definitely get the banana leaf like straight off the top i find that greener uh than than really? the other one uh yeah oh, yeah yeah wow. absolutely um like loads of that like straight away it's like one of those kind of things that you get wrapped in a kind of banana leaf like parcel and then you open it up and it's all like you know uh, the, un- underneath to me yes the tuberose is clearly the theme through the both of them but it's it's ylang-ylang as well, which smells like that kind of like the inside of a banana skin. Mm. Uh, you know, that sort of like mush, which is also kind of associated with jasmine. But you definitely get the ylang. It's very exotic. It's got loads of... I, I get the... T- to be honest, there's a leather accord in the other one. So the, mu- um, the yeah. musa, which is obviously very musky as well. I mean, they've both got loads of... I mean, sorry to say, <laughs> loads of aroma chemicals. It's not really particularly natural smelling to me i don't i don't think um but it's very good and uh very sweet very femme um but i love both they of them seem, and they're so powerful yeah. as well they seem to have quite common note pyramids mm. uh you know across they, the two so i'm i'm assuming they're meant to be sort of riffs on a there's on three a of theme. them all together and they and it hmm. is it's the tuberose for me triplet which is interesting because i actually find the musa really similar to the tuberose animal from the histoire de parfum um triplet Mm. and i thought i was going a bit mental and then i looked on front grantica and other people feel the same way so it's not just me um but it's interesting that those two triplets and the one that's Mm. animalic or the so not the musa the the boa. Yeah. The boa. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, look, I mean, I, I think, you know, shout out to uh, Levin, um, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but shout out for sending that over. It's extremely kind of you, um, and it was really nice to uh, be able to kind of split up a sample and, and have everyone try something new. I mean, I, I'm assuming none of you had tried anything by that brand before. No. Never, never even heard of the brand. No. I, don't even know I loved that. him, but I definitely want to pursue them yeah. now yeah. because the those two are great. Yeah. So the rest of them, I'm assuming, are going to be pretty. So good. Ben hated them both. Yeah, I didn't like one of them. I certainly didn't like the paradisiac one. And then the uh, you, Fliss, and James both liked them both. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I'm not yeah, the biggest tuberose fan either. So like uh, off the bat, I was always going to struggle probably um, to be to, to give it like you know to be fair. Um, 
Well, I, I don't mind tuberose as long as I can't smell it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I was right. going to say, these, are, these were never going to be for you, were they? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I, but, but in, in the Musa, I don't, I don't get the sort of sickly, bubblegummy tuberose that's the sort of stuff I don't like. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a bit like sort of celery, you know. I don't mind eating celery in foods as long as I can't tell it's there. <laughs> um, you know, if it's just part of the overall, uh, you know, uh, melange, melange, yeah, excellent word. Um, I was going to say concoction, but yeah, if it's just part of the overall fucking, um, you know, experience, um, and it's 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 playing a part, kind of within the context of 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 everything else, then I don't mind it. But I do not like the taste of celery. I do not like the smell of tuberose. It seems, um, but if I can't smell it. Um, who cares? Uh, anyway, again, thanks to Vin. They were great, yeah. uh, or at least interesting. Um, what else, Ben's on your list? Yeah, so dual vetiver that, that Dan got recently and was very pleased with, and I'll tell you what, it's beautiful. Yes. It's very, very beautiful vetiver that's, like, fresh and zippy and refined and classy, but it smells side by side, because now I've just sprayed them, very, very fucking close to L'Omidial Cologne, which is... Right. A bargain base, bargain About bucket. 20 quid. Uh, yeah. Um, but there are some subtle differences, and they are that the Lomidial clone is like smoother slightly, whereas the, the dual vetiver actually has that slight, like earthy roughness to the vetiver. Mm-hmm. Like it's got that sort of slight roughy woodiness to the vetiver, doesn't it? Um, mm. Whereas the, 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 the Lomidial clone sort of forgoes that and it's, it's, it's smoother, but. They're very, 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 very fucking similar. I'm and the idea is the same between the two, like a fresh, zippy, slightly citrus-feeling vetiver. It uses, the, uses that kind of um, sort of citrus like uh, element of vetiver and sort of amps that up a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, but beautiful perfumes. Like, I love them both. I mean, I love L'Omidial yeah. Cologne. It's, it's a gorgeous perfume. I mean, for summer, it's almost perfection. Um, mm. You know, that 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 sort of zippy fresh clean vetiver is just fucking phenomenal and and i think i do think the dual vetiver is better because for me it's got that rough edge to it that mm. obviously i'm gonna love um and it gives it sort of a more slightly earthier rougher darker side but it's still at its heart that that beautiful fresh lovely vetiver so i loved it yeah well, thanks for that well that's yeah i mean no problem although that's gonna break my heart if if uh, the same effect can be achieved with a 20 pound bottle of, uh, uh, yeah uh well i think i could probably just stroll into <laughs> any department store and try it couldn't i um it is discontinued isn't it but it's proper bargain like, obviously because it's there's so much oh, is it? it it's the, easy to get um, okay I, I didn't realise it was... That, they they was discontinued also... it when they bought out Cool. You know, they bought out the Cool... Um, oh, yeah, right. So I think they, they, they got rid of Cologne and they bought out Cool because I guess they were probably treading on each other's toes, maybe. But it, oh. it's... It, so it's discontinued, but it's easy to get. It's still bargain basement everywhere. Um, cool. Well, I didn't know that, and that's obviously disappointing to know they're so similar. Um, James Fliss, did, I think I sent the same samples to, mm. to you guys as well. Um, I'm yeah. I'm going to go ahead and bet that Fliss didn't care for the vetiver so much. I think it's a very good vetiver. Don't get me wrong, but vetiver is not really my thing. I feel a bit no. like it, like you feel about tuberose, in as much as 
I can tell when there's a when it's been made well, but I wouldn't mm. choose to wear it myself. Mm. Um, but if I mean, I'm having a little sniff now, and it's, it, I agree with Ben about how lovely and citrusy feeling. It feels very crunchy and bright. And I like I like I like it on my hand for now, but I wouldn't wear mm. it for the day. I, I I do tend to think of vetiver generally, or at least very vetiver forward perfumes as being quite masculine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't I, I don't uh, think so, I actually have any full bottles in my collection mm, at all. I've got no. I've got some Terre de Hermes, and I've got a couple of other things, a bit of sycamore mm. and stuff, but they're more for reference. And I would, yeah, yeah, yeah so I'd keep this for reference as well. So I'd go, oh, if I want to. And, and and this one versus the Sycamore? The Chanel versus the Dior? The big debate? See, Which one would you go for? I like the Sycamore because it's smokier and I like yeah. the smokiness of it. Yes. Um, but I, I appreciate that it's nowhere near as fresh. And so I, I would still say that they do different things and you could definitely still have two things, those two in your collection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, James, what did you make of it? I think you've tried it before, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I I kind of just sort of doubled down on what I originally said because when I first smelled it, I was really wanting to... Well, I wasn't actually because it's not that easy to get hold of. So I was kind of... uh, It's rare that I feel exactly the same way about something, but I kind of almost knew that I would. But I was kind of hoping that I would like it more. Uh, Not that it isn't good. It's very well balanced. It's very good. It's it's a good vetiver, as uh, to borrow Fliss's words Mm. there. Exactly what I said about it. It's a good vetiver, mm. right? But is it a great vetiver? Not necessarily. However, um, I think it reminds me of stuff like carbon vetiver, maybe oh. a little bit, uh, and things that are just like... And again, it's not really about the expense because I think this is a worthy one. It's probably, you know, one of the better, uh, If you certainly if you compare it to the uh, the modern um, uh, Dior Privés, whatever. Mm. Um, but I just... Something about it just makes me go, hmm, yeah, there's there's like, I'm just not that bothered about really pursuing uh, getting it um, because it doesn't quite have enough bite. It's got all the elements, right? So it has this kind of creamy vetiver thing. It has the soapy, like, man vetiver. But it's no Guerlain vetiver. I mean, the, the, the vintage Guerlain vetiver is, like, an amazing, like, perfume. And it's not even really about the vetiver necessarily, mm. but... Um, and other things that might be like smokier or a bit like rootier or a bit more, um, bit more vetiver. Um, and this is just kind of a good, like general, nice, clean uh, freshness. But then it's got this like creamy, it's got l- all the elements, ticks all the boxes of, of vetiver uh, very well. But I'm just, I'm just not that asked about it, and I'm glad to be honest. Because you got to afford it. It's so fucking class, though. Mm. It's so fucking. It's class. really classy. I was about to say exactly the same thing, and I could imagine it. You just wearing it in almost any circumstance. You could wear it, you mm. know, to the gym. You could wear it in the office. Where you could wear it in an important meeting. You can wear it on a date. You could wear. You'd literally wear. You you could really easily have it as a signature scent because. Just go anywhere. To add to that as well, you would be the best smelling person in the room. Yeah. Guarantee you, you would be the best fucking smelling so, person So in the room. here's the thing for me about vetivers, right? I, I find vetiver forward fragrances all smell quite similar, right? So if you say this is a vetiver forward fragrance, you know, you know, 
reasonably narrow sort of uh, uh, upper and lower bound of what it's going to smell like, right? You, you know, it's not suddenly going to be some uh, crazy thing. Someone says sheep, right? It could, it could be anything. Someone says it's fetter of a ford, you know what that's going to smell like. Um, but as I've sort of tried more and more vetivers, that that sort of very narrow kind of spectrum feels to me like it's been unpacked a bit and I can feel the difference between different things. So for me, the thing that sets it aside, uh, the dual one that sets it aside, is it's got this kind of quite delicate coffee note to it, which I think just somehow works perfectly with the vetiver. And, and I just... For me, it's it's effortlessly classy, and classy is the word I keep coming back to as well. I don't think anyone would ever smell that and go, "Ooh, no, that don't like that," or whatever. I just, I think everyone's going to smell that and go, "Yeah, you smell like a fucking million bucks." I mean, maybe it's not the greatest perfume ever, maybe it's not my favorite perfume ever. You know, maybe it's not going to make me want to throw my pants at you. Um, although I am available for pant throwing uh, <laughs> l- later. Um, but All right, they Brian. will say, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian is here for the pants. Um, I think probably just cut all of that shit out. Uh, I think. Um, but here's a weird one. My 16-year-old daughter has been wearing Dior Vetiver to school, which uh, to me seems like such a weird choice for a 16-year-old girl. And she said, you would not believe how many compliments I get wearing Dior Vetiver. Which is mad. I would. I'd believe it. Yeah, well, That's class. I think, she is class, isn't she? she, she well, she's, she's, she's my offspring. The apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> um, so anyway, good. Right. So, Ben, we covered, we covered Dior Vetiver. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So last one. I'm not What's sure it what it is. Uh, Prada oh, LVH. Yeah. Uh, now, it's unmistakably a Prada. The very, f- like, as soon as I spray it, it's like, if this wasn't it, fucking... Like labelled Prada, yes, you would agreed. know. I, what IDH, is it? LDH. Sorry, Infusions, what does that stand for? Uh, yeah, Infusion oh, de Om, or, or, or maybe it's L Infusion de Om. I can't remember, but it's Infusions. Right, it, it's the de Om one. So not the there's. It's not a Vetiver one. Um, uh, it's it's a what is it? How would you describe it? A very powdery. Very soapy, powdery, floral, uh, and it's. It's 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 Prada, isn't it? It's soap yes. and florals, and and that's about it. But it in a really sort of clean, refined, minimalistic way. In a way, it's it's just like the most expensive hotel bar soap ever. I um, I think it is an absolute fucking joy, a, a joy to wear. I I like it. I like it's it a lot. Really, yeah. like if you ever just want to smell soapy, fucking clean and great, this is it. I think it is superb. It's discontinued now, uh, but a friend of mine got a got a, a seven hundred and fifty mil bottle. A seven hundred and fifty mil bottle. Wow! Yeah, and just sent me like a thirty mil decant for free, which I thought was absolutely charming. Why do you get um, a seven hundred and fifty mil bottle? Who the hell knows? I mean, honestly, who the hell knows? But but I yeah, I'm glad you liked it, Ben. Um, I am really pleased you liked it because I didn't know whether it might be a bit too polite for your taste no i love it i see I, see I love stuff like this as well like i do have this side of me i just don't bring it to the podcast so much because i feel like it's yeah you know, it's not you're so the unique. stinky guy <laughs> but, stinky yeah, guy yeah 
But I mean, I do, but I do love all the like, you know, like like the, but like the, both the vetiver and this, you know, are, are super clean and and mm. you know minimal in a way, and and they're both beautiful, you know. Um, yeah, no, I really liked it. I really like the. I think you should great. do a whole bit where you're um, like stinky how. Stinky how, <laughs> stinky how, like I fucking amuse you. I think... <laughs> Call me stinky one more time. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, um, James, what did you make of it? Flip. Well, I, I, this is one of the rare perfumes that I have had and used an entire bottle. Of. Oh wow, oh. that says something, eh? And I guess it wasn't the seven hundred fifty ml. No, um, it was a hundred ml. So I used a lot of it. Um, but this was kind of in a time where I actually had a, a pared down collection and I actually used bottles and wore stuff like for weeks on end at a time, uh, go, you know, going back to probably when like these sort of Pradas came out. Um, cause they, a lot of them are very similar. Um, so obviously the infusion diaries yeah. and, and all those, um, it's, it's stunning. I mean, it's a great perfume. I never replenished it because i was like I, i'm sort of done with that and i'm kind of happy not that it's not great i mean i i do regret like not you know stocking up on a, a little bottle of it but i'm also you know uh sera, just let it let it go kind of thing um but it's beautiful it's really nice to smell it again and i love andrea's work i think she's amazing i've actually got in my full 14 i've actually got something to say which relates back to this so I will leave it for for then, um, but yeah, it's it's just a beautiful perfume and just a, a real a real joy, uh, and I love it. The only thing mm. that annoys me about it is is the fact that it has the words "dom" in it, because I think it will put a lot of people off wearing mm. it. Mm. Have you ever smell no. amber, poor hom? That's uh, that's feminine in it, really. Well, <laughs> like it's, I would barely. I mean to. Call that a home is, is, is madness. Uh, interestingly it's... enough, that is one thing that that's what I'm going to talk about in my full 14. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I'll, we'll leave it but, for now. But... Yeah, there's someone else made a comment about it, which has made me think about it in a slightly different way. Um, well, well, we'll discuss it then. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, ben, any others on your list? Uh, quick shout out. I was, I was wearing Nouveau Monde at the start of the week and I appear to have worn it for the entire rest of the week. Uh, Louis Vuitton, because it, it, it wow. just clings to everything around it. Uh, and it's Nuclear gorgeous. But I mean, I, by the end of the week, I was like, fuck sake. I was even wearing a different perfume in the dry down. I was like, oh, this lovely leather's coming through. And I was like, no, it's not. That's just the Nouveau Monde. That's still Nouveau Monde from like three days <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, but it's beautiful. It's like a really nice, uh, it's called, rose oud, I guess, but it's got this like dark chocolate vibe to it that's sort of much more forefront and it dries down to a lovely kind of that suede leather of the Louis Vuittons. I really like it. Uh, some people say that it's like mm. a softer version of Ombre Nomad. Mm, mm. Kind of see that. I think it's better than Ombre Nomad, to be honest, but controversial. But there you go. Oh. Oh, I, I've been enjoying stuff that doesn't last that long this week. So I, you know, the Grossmith uh, Diamond Jubilee, which I mm. sent you samples of previously. Mm. So I, I, I wore that, and and I wore the Prada, and I've been quite enjoying the fact that I can wear it for a bit, and then sort of it doesn't sort of keep coming back and choking you out. 
But then I wore yesterday, I wore uh, Bois Imperial. I thought, right, let's give this a proper fucking run out, see how it is. And honestly, after about eight hours, I was just, uh, I, James used the expression, I was tapping out. I was <laughs> fucking tapping out. I had to, I had to shower and I basically had to burn my clothes because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's the only way of getting rid of it. It's just so fucking tenacious. And sometimes, just sometimes, I crave a perfume that isn't going to fucking stick to you like radioactive tar. I completely agree. I get really annoyed when people are like, what's, you know, beast mode and longevity? I'm like, some things just don't worry about that. If the, if the composition is delightful for the amount of time that you get to wear it, do that. And I've got... I, lots of stuff that only lasts say four hours or, or five hours but actually I like that because it means I can do exactly what you're saying and and wear something in the morning and then maybe change my perfume mm. um late afternoon or for the evening or something and there's no lag or overlap between them that then fucks that decision up mm-hmm. um and and those ones especially something that's got hasn't got very much story to it but it's just buzzing at your nose for eight mm. or ten or what, however many hours just just a bit much sometimes yeah no, you don't totally, always need it totally. at all. so so what have you been wearing for us oh um apart from your lovely uh samples that you sent i mm-hmm. was wearing quite a lot of amouage meander which i amazing really, bottle really, it's a beautiful bottle but i've really enjoyed the perfume as well it's woody creamy and sweet it's slightly spicy i mean it is utterly inoffensive in its deliciousness and it's kind of one of those gourmandy ones for people who don't want to smell like cake um Mm. i find the dry down is quite similar to the pasha parfum um in terms of that sandalwood creaminess um but i've also had a lot of compliments wearing it um yeah, it's just, it's been fun. It's, it's a fun, easy, cosy wear. Um, it's, it doesn't, you know, blow my mind, but it's not, it, it's not shit. It's I remember when lovely. it came out, I think that sort of was the criticism was that it was like sort of a bit meh for a amouage, you know, it wasn't like, because obviously amouage are slightly bombastic at times, aren't they? Mm. And they've got a bit of a reputation for that. And then I think a lot of people were like, what the fuck is this? You know, like it's... Well, I, I, I really like the fact that it's so... Like we were just saying, what there's, it does, there's time and it place, does, isn't it? Yeah, what it does, it does really, really well. And it is creamy and woody and spicy and delicious and nuzzly and all of those lovely things. Um, and it and it is those things very, very well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Night Flower by Eris. I was using my sample of that up. Really oh, yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I found a dry down is really shalimari um mm. and quite shalimar flankery maybe a filterish and once you've clocked that then it kind of you can't unclock it if you understand what i mean yeah, yeah. um yeah. that said though it's the, the it's very musky and sweet and rather i, I find the, the florals in it quite minimal but there's a lovely soft spicy leather in it lasts for a lifetime and i were just i was just slagging off things that last yeah. forever <laughs> but this i mean that in terms of longevity it's really if if you want to smell like this it's good and it has a story to it as well so it's not just boring your eyes out with the same note it's you know it has a lovely story to it so um 
yeah, I think I must have missed that when that was uh, launched because everyone kept wombling on about, oh, I've been wearing that for years. I was like, all right, all right. I've got, I'm on the train now. It's too much shush. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Yeah. yeah um, oh, God, oh, and then, fuck me. Um, this is my shout out to Georgina. Um, so I know that I have really slagged off zoologist a lot it's like one of the things i do slag off um and way way before christmas she listened and she was like oh fliss i'm so sorry that you hate zoologist i've got some lovely ones and i was like oh she was like i'm gonna send them to you and i wear them when i'm doing yoga and when i go to bed and all these nice relaxing things and i was thinking to my head oh my god how do you wear that shit when you're trying to you know relax (laughs) anyway yes of course please send them to me i'd love to try them I then, I put them to one side because I know that me and zoologists don't get on, so I have to be in the right mood. And I was mm. sorting through stuff stuff out and I was like, oh my God, I still haven't tried those fucking samples from Georgina. Musk deer, I thought, right. And I sort of girded myself up for like this musky Did, did you gird your loins? I did have to gird my loins, uh, Brian. Because um, I was expecting... <laughs> Good my loins, Brian. <laughs> Fuck off. Because I was expecting this filthy musk deer. That's I mean, I'm, you know, and the same way as I slag off sloth and bat and all of that, I was expecting this just olfactive story of deer's bottoms. It's really fucking polite musk. And I oh, it made me really angry because <laughs> I... I planned this day of being angry at a perfume and then it was just really rather lovely. Um, it's all nice and sweet and it gets very powdery and, yeah, it's 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 rather conventional. And it made me go, oh, I don't really understand this brand anymore. And if if I was a zoologist fan, I don't know how I'd feel about it because it's so nice. Well, <laughs> so they've changed, in my opinion, and I think... It's been quite subtle, but I don't think Victor, the, the guy who owns the company, I don't think he would disagree. But when they came out, they, they kind of were quirky, sort of like smelly perfumes, and that was their vibe, right? But over time, they've slowly discontinued the complicated, challenging ones and reformulated them, in his own words, to be more appealing. Because he was basically, basically saying, like, in, in a shop, people smell the cap and they smell something they don't like and go, no, fuck that. So they basically have been reformulating so you can smell the cap and go, oh, that's lovely. I think, personally, the brand's gone down the fucking pan because of that. But And that and the fact that they've re- hiked their prices like four times in the last two years, but um, or something like that. But it was, it was completely lovely. You'd sniff the cap and it's a very pleasant, lovely, light, sweet floral musk. Yeah. And it, the dry down is actually really relatively similar to the, well, has similar emulate elements to the nightflower by eris but whereas the nightflower starts you know in a completely different place with soft leather opening and all of that you know has a story this the musk deer for me just feels very it's just there being sweet and nice at you i haven't smelled that one actually um so Um, i've lost interest in him as a brand like deeply but um but i can totally see how someone could do their yoga in it do you know what i mean (laughs) it's like oh have you ever smelled a hummingbird because that's uh, yeah, I slagged that off really badly. I really like we had that. a conversation about it. Oh, no. uh, I don't don't make me read out from a spreadsheet. <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, go on. I, th- I think just to say on that, there is there is an ar- there is an argument to say 
that if you use um, proper deer musk correctly, um, that it smells quite sweet and powdery and nice and not very skanky at all. So perhaps the, the, the fault lies with me from having that. this 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 uh, wrong opinion of what a musk deer would smell like. Then my fault. But, but perhaps no, no. That that's like if that's what you're kind of expecting, um, then uh, yeah, I don't. I, I you know, it's not. If you smell the actual like grains or the fucking sack thing, then yeah, it's great. It's gross and like funky and whatever. But uh, I think if it's if it's used like minimally, it's quite like sweet and powdery and sort of pleasant mm. uh, yeah it was very pleasant and i've got to finish she sent me some other ones as well which i'm going to do this week because now i'm i'm less amped up for you know less intimidated <laughs> yeah them. less intimidated yeah 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 okay good what else is on your list fliss um uh, one last thing i uh i smell a memoir woman amouage Oh, yeah. I really liked it. I don't really know it. What's it like? It. Um, kind of very, very gothy in terms of, um, and also quite Christmassy. So there's dates and plums and incense. It has a dust, a really dusty dry down, which is, I think, smells very similar to Tonka to me, even though the Tonka's not in the notes. Um, mm. But it smelt like a gothic Christmas. As far as Dusty Gothic Christmas, and, I, and the, with the with the dried fruits, all those dates and plums and stuff, and spices, it oh. was right up my street. I tell you that I was like right up my right up my street. Sounds I've gone lovely. from not knowing anything about Amawaj at all to yeah, in the last month, my new favourite ass. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand your street, Fliss. Your street's like fucking like Carnaby Street or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> this- <laughs> Absolute mishmash of colours and and well yeah because because some things you explain about your street and I think that sounds like a lovely street I'd like to go and have coffee there and other things you say about your street and I think fucking (laughs) basically me have you met me (laughs) that's rich coming from you Ben who who, that that, that same you know people in glass houses exactly you You, you (laughs) you move seamlessly from you know perfumes that list blood and jizz in their fucking notes to fucking, ooh, nice clean powdery uh, Prada. Or uh, I'd like to smell like an ice cream now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just... But you don't like trifle. You want to smell like an ice cream, but fuck trifle. Well, he's picky. He's picky, you see, James. Um, all right. Com- complicated, but complicated. Yeah, good. Well, very complicated, but I think both of your streets probably are kind of weird places to go. I think if you come visit my street, you'll find it's a very nice, well ordered street which not too much deviation full of potholes though isn't it loads, loads of potholes unfortunately <laughs> but not too much deviation from the mean yes good right uh, potholes notwithstanding is it time now for the full 14 drum roll please christ here we go right okay uh i've 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 tried to wear 14 this time because last time was just a complete fucking disappointment. It, it, it was ridiculous. Um, I listened back to the episode and Ben had more perfumes than you on the list, which is fucking absurd. Yeah, shocking. Anyway, so I wore Foa. Uh, you know this brand pretty well. Um, I'll just very try and do this as quick Foa. as possible. But right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, pa- palm, um, the palm, uh, palm, palm, palm thingy. Thing, 
yeah, yeah. Really, I should go, oh, no, fuck this brand. They've got a Paris fucking boutique or whatever. You know, they, they're one of those that's kind of straddling. Oh, yeah, we're Middle Eastern, but we're, like, we're Paris as well. Mm. So they're kind of trying to... You know, I, that fucking annoys me when, like, brands do that. I know, like, Amawash sort of does that and kind of... I don't know. Anyway, but I, I, I love that brand. Johnny Montel. Yeah. John, it, it, did you just say Montel? Yeah, Johnny Montel. He's big yeah, for that, yeah. isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... But, but they, 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 these are superb, right? And I they all have this palm, yeah. the palm theme running through them. So I wore number eight, right. uh, which is supposed to be like May Rose, Juniper, and this palm note. It's a kind of musky rose. It's quite femme to start off the bat. But it's just a great, just a really well-made perfume. I think it's Olivier Presho who's made it. Um, it's stunning. And they've all got this little... They just threaten. It threatened at first to go a little bit Santal 33. Like, it has this little papyrusy. like, you go, oh, come on, you're not going to do that. And it doesn't, which is great. Um, but it has this little, like, palm effect to it. Really clever. All of them are really good. Uh, they're not, like, again, they ain't blowing my skirt up. Hmm. But, you know, they're good. Yep, solid. So, solid. And they've got nice, you know, nice, nice bottles Lovely and stuff. Lovely presentation, anyway. yeah. Yeah, then I wore 31 Rue Cambon, which we've spoken about a million times. Beautiful, iris, uh, you know, Chanel, classy, amazing, woody, resin, perfume, stunning. Uh, I always wear one of those fucking glove ones, don't I? You know, Mathieu Perfumer Egantier. Always. I wore one called Bahiana, which is Easy for you to say, Bahiana. Yeah. Bahihana, it's it's uh, a Brazilian inspired thing, a little bit like. Um, do you remember um, uh, flashback to Ben talking about like dirty knickers or something? No, I'm <laughs> talking about <laughs> salty, yeah, salty uh, bikini bottoms. I think it was. Um, it's very much along those kind of lines. It's a tropical fruity kind of drink. Uh, it's got v- similar vibes to that. Funnily enough, obviously they're a kind of sister brand. Um, and yeah, it's a similar vibe. It's not quite as, um, limey and sort of, you know, it, it's, it's a completely different perfume actually, but, um, it's that same fruity musk, uh, really beautiful, actually really good. Uh, then I wore, uh, L'Artisan Parfumer, uh, L'Eau d'Ambre Extreme. Mm. I'm going to guess that's full of Amber Extreme. Uh, yes, it's a kind of, it's got like chocolatey notes, it's got kind of things. But interestingly, uh, again, it was kind of inspired by listening to Eugene's live and they were talking about uh, Jean-Claude Elena and they said, is this Jean-Claude Elena's most dense perfume that he's ever made? And I thought, what a poignant question. That's an excellent question. I'm going to nick that and I'm going to put it on our podcast. So uh, basically, I think it actually probably yeah, is, unless you can think of more, you know, um, what do you definitely, think? Definitely, definitely it is. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I don't particularly like the extreme version. I think that the straight uh, low d'ambra is, for me, slightly more, just easier wear. I find the extreme a little bit at one note-ish. I don't really find it has a huge story right. to it. And I miss that kind of deft of hand that you associate with Jean-Claude Delano and I feel that there's a that kind of watery lightness around you that I don't get with it and I I had a bottle and I sold it I don't miss it at all but you've still got the normal amber one no I sold I sold both of them because they weren't my favorite ambers oh you sold both but I oh okay well that's fair enough. yeah but I 
I, I, I just don't... I just find them a bit boring. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, well, mm. I can understand that. It's not like my favourite perfume in the world, um, no. but I own it and, you know, I think... Is it is it still available now? I don't know. It, it, it's, um, a, it's a great question to ask, but it, it, I feel like uh, I probably would need a bit of thinking time and fucking access to a database of perfumes to answer. Well, well, it's interesting because they started then going on about, oh, uh, what about I find... Um, declaration quite dense and i'm like no that mm. is like his his transparency yes it's got that cumin note yes it's got he, he puts that kind of sweaty like peppery spice in things but he still does that with like a real it, it's still got that like translucent kind of like feel to it even though it's got some heavy elements um so no i don't think that i i still think that's probably as heavy as perfume that he's ever made mm. uh this this amber damber extreme anyway then I wore uh, Parfum de Mali Ojan, um, just to, you know, because it's the only Parfum de Mali that I own. Yes, all right, it's a clone, whatever people say. Uh, I actually think it's a it's a lot more balls out than the Hermes that people say it's a copy of, which is the Amber Nargil, I think. Um, Amber Nargilay. Yeah, Amber Nargilay. It's a much more kind of balls out version. And I genuinely don't think they went, hey, let's copy this kind of slightly obscure. I mean, it's not obscure if you know the Hermes kind of Hermesens line, but they're not exactly, you, you know, I, I, if they're going to copy stuff, you know, like. Metal copy Sauvage. Well, I, I don't know. It's just, it seemed a bit, you know, and I, I kind of would still defend some of those Marleys as like, they're, they're okay, you know, I don't really like the brand, but that, that one's, like, I like it, you know, for, like, cold weather and stuff. Uh, then I wore um, Yves Saint Laurent Jazz, um, which we've discussed at length before. Fliss loves it as well. Uh, I love it. I think it's 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 almost grown in stature. I've worn it for fucking years, um, but I just never... I Well, I've always realised it was a great perfume, but I just, like, even more so now, I don't know if it's like I'm reminiscing about it or whatever... But I just feel as though I love jazz. Uh, then I wore Towerville Incense Flash. Mm. Anyone familiar with that? Yeah. I'm going to say not quite, uh, but I have tried several of the Flash ones. The Towerville is like Towers kind of uh, like sub-brand. sub-brand yeah. yeah. It's the ready-to-wear sort of. It's the cheaper one, isn't it? Shite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, absolute shite. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Fucking, you know, I was I was saying about him dancing the other week and all that shit. But like, I I really like Andy Tower. I think he's a really good perfumer. Uh, and it's not okay. It's not shite. It smells of incense. And when you when it opens up, it's kind of uh, olibanum uh, dominant. Yes, it's got like other kind of things in there. But it's just a really boring, not very long lasting, uh, just a rubbish incense perfume. Like, why would you bother? Uh, and it feels as though it's very just there's no depth to it whatsoever just one tone and that tone doesn't even last very long it's just shit <laughs> you know I, I don't know just don't waste your time with it it's rubbish excellent have you tried rose flash yeah um rose flash is I, uh, very like boozy but it's also I, there's a the incense in that smells like a 1980s head shop those tarot shoppy mm. it i found it almost unwearable it might just the rose was too jammy too sweet the incense was that kind of mm. choking i was bleh, no 
Andy, what are you up to? I liked it, but it was big. It was sort of like woof mm. in your face sort of thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah, no, I liked it, but super boozy. Sorry, James. Carry no, on. no, it's all right, dude. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, then I wore Yves Saint Laurent Poor Harm. So the old uh, um, American psycho fucking yeah. perfume. Lovely. Lovely, brilliant. We've talked about that. It's lemon and sandalwood and whatever. It's great. Uh, again, just digging out these like vintage samples. I think somebody sent me that one. Uh, so thanks to whoever that was. <laughs> uh, and then um, Fade On Tabac Rouge. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm cloning it up, baby. Yeah, I didn't it up. like that. What's that one a clone of? Um... Uh, tobacco Vanille, mm. but it's a be- I, it's a kind of milder less annoying tobacco vanille. Mm. Um, tobacco vanille is pretty the... fucking annoying, so it would have to be, <laughs> yeah, it would have I, to be less annoying. It's only slightly less annoying. It's pretty much the same, uh, but it's much more subdued. And my my bottle is mental. I've got a really old tobacco vanille. I barely ever wear it. Uh, when I do, I go, I should really fucking get rid of this, but we've already established I'm too lazy. Um, so, yeah, tobacco rouge, it's okay. I actually quite enjoyed it because it's like, the mellow, nice experience that you might get from Tobacco Vanille when I did like that sort of vibe. Um, but yeah, it's just... And again, with Fade On, I don't want to be like... I don't think they're like a clone brand. I think they were trying to sort of reimagine certain vibes and me- present them in a bit more of a kind of wearable, nicer way. And in, in a lot of instances, they have, um, but they haven't really done much original. So, you know, arguably, if someone called them that, then fine. Hmm. Uh, then I wore Rubini Tambor Sacra, which means sacred drums. Oh, yeah. And that... This is, this is another of the ones from uh, Brooke that you you mentioned the Rubini ones last week, I think. It is. Yeah, yeah that's right. So the other one was... I um, can't remember what that one was called. Something but, about as- uh, asphalt and car driving and <laughs> all sorts of weirdness. Well, this one is equally, like, mad, but it sort of comes across... There's To me, there is so much warmth in the bass from, like, Tonka and Coomerin and all that kind of stuff, and there's a little bit of top notes which are um, uh, like a fougere, so it obscures the main theme, and the main theme is tuberose and coffee, Mm. right? Yeah, so this is a real barnstormer of a fragrance so it uses like uh coffee uh co2 uh so really nice coffee material uh with the tuberos i believe there's another one we've t- have we spoken about like cafe tuberos or something before cafe tuberosa yeah. um atelier cologne isn't it yeah so it, it's clearly somebody's got this idea of tuberos and coffee go together um i i was i was it was one of those that you've got to wear you've got to smell for yourself to understand, because at first I was like, mm, this is a kind of weird floral fougere. I don't really understand it. Then I wore it and I absolutely fell in love with it. I think it's I think it's amazing. So Rubini have got like, out of the three that I've, I've, that I've got, I've tried two of them and I like both of them. So good on Rubini. Uh, it's a nice brand. And I think we should explore those together at some point. Uh, good old Rubini. Yeah, what all you guys think of that. Then I wore uh, Prada Amber Pour Homme, which was also um, one that I heard uh, Rich Mitch and uh, Eugene talking about on their uh, live thing. 
and yeah, basically they I were talking about some of that, you know. I, I, oh, yeah, you? I don't you? really watch yeah. YouTube at all, but I did watch some of that, and uh, and I thought they they both were very interesting people. Mm. Um, and I I thought yeah. um, I thought uh, is it Rich Mitch? I thought Rich Mitch had a, a very charming accent as well. <laughs> I partic- particularly <laughs> yeah. like the Geordie accent. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he he's one of those people that he's like. Uh, he's he's full of like amazing sort of uh, pearls of wisdom, um, and you know he 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 comes out with them sometimes, and he make, he makes you think. I I got a lot of time for Rich. I like him. He's so, a friendly guy as well. Oh yeah, he's, he, he, he's, he did say something that I was like, yeah, that's bollocks. He said, oh, he, he <laughs> said. Uh, uh, something like, oh yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I liked a fragrance if I didn't, even if they were paying I me know. a million pounds. It's like, yeah. fuck off. If I was getting paid a million pounds, I would. Sh- I'd say whatever yeah. you want. I, I would <laughs> literally shave my bollocks on the town hall steps yeah. in order to get a million pounds. I will say whatever I'd- you want, my friend. Suck anything. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd put anything in me. I, you know. but anyway. so, oh my god! Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and, so, and, and to be honest, it doesn't even have to be a million pounds. These <laughs> are negotiable. We can negotiate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, so Prada Amber Poron, they were talking about how it was discontinued now, which I didn't really know, but I kind of figured it probably would be. Uh, you can still get it at discounters, so I don't want the crazy mad rush of fucking Les Odorants fans going out and buying it all because some people are still <laughs> sending it on and selling it on eBay for inflated prices even now, apparently, uh, in anticipation of it going up in... But the thing is, I've always loved it. It's exactly what we were talking about there. It's Andrea, it's whatever. But Rich Mitch said something really poignant and really interesting, which, again, was that... And I don't know whether it's bollocks and he's just kind of... This is his own, like, imaginings of it or he read this somewhere or whatever... But he was saying that obviously uh, Prada, the Prada lady, um, uh, what's her name? Prada, Prada Mc, Prada um, Prada face. Yeah, the her. Yeah, Barbara so, Barbara Prada. <laughs> Barbara Prada. Ba- Brian Barbara Prada. Prada. That's never a name. <laughs> yeah, Barb's. That's never a name. Barbara so, Prada. <laughs> um. Any, anyway, the Prada, the Prada heiress. I, I don't know, Prada lady. Um. And got together with uh, 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 Andrea to make like the first men's perfume that Prada were doing. And there was kind of their imagining of a man. It was supposed to be like kind of, I don't know if they were saying like non-threatening or, you know, like this kind of like a modern sort of man who's who's not like, it's it's not the usual tropes of like, oh, he's got to smell like leather and fucking spice and this and that and the other. So this kind of labdanum, saffron, uh, delicately weaved into this, like, generally soapy musk sort of aura that this perfume has. It's it's brilliant. It's it's just, like, it's stunning, superb. And just the thought of that made me think, yeah, that is kind of what that is. Even if even if that's not what they were going for, uh, it kind of, to me, I'm like, yeah, that, that sort of is, that sort of non-threatening kind of vibe of, like, women making a perfume for a man you know what they uh, what a sort of i don't know what they kind of imagine a man might want to smell like i don't know i think if you like that one that we smelt at the um infusions de home mm. or whatever if you like that you would like amber pohom um amber pohom is similar in that soapiness but it's a bit more floral for me it's a bit bit sort of 
bit punchier. Well, but, um, the, the, but I think very saffron similar. is floral, isn't it? I mean, it's earthy mm. and strange and sort of plasticky and weird and loads mm. of things. It's called boozy. It's kind of... But, Beautiful bottle. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, stunning. And it's got all the materials in a little metal yeah, plaque like, on the bottle, which is cool. Yeah, it's like embossed onto like a metal plaque, isn't it? And then the juice is like this kind of beautiful purple colour. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. fantastic bottle. I love it. So, yeah, like I say, Andrea's work, like it's so minimal and a lot of people maybe sort of take take the mickey and say that, you know, she's basically made the same perfume like over and over and over again, uh, but just slightly tweaked. But, you know, I, I fucking love her perfumes. I think they're great. So, yeah, Amber Poor Harm, little talking point there, great. So then I wore uh, Naomi Good's uh, Nuit de Bakelite. Mm. Nuit de Bakelite? This one? No, I've never tried any Naomi Good's, uh, but a Nuit de Bakelite is in the shit they used to make telephone handsets out of. That's right, yeah. So the old style plastic, uh, the original Bakelite Night, stuff. Night of the Bakelite. That's, that yeah, sounds like a terrible a... name for perfume. <laughs> it, well, it, some people think it's a terrible perfume. I got you smell like a sack of spuds off me mum. Uh, I got uh, Jenny just pulled like a face, like like thunder, what? like literally, like just what the fuck are you wearing? She actually said like, what is that? It's horrible. I hate it. And at a distance, I was like, this is like, because it's so difficult to describe, right? It's basically like a kind of airy, like it's tuberose again. Oh, uh, so we're a bit heavy tuberose, like, but we're, it's kind of the weirdest tuberose. Like it's very green. Uh, and then it kind of goes weirdly into green Irish tweed later on, but it's like, it's musky and it's kind of plasticky. It very much is that Bakelite sort of like weirdness and it's extremely musky, but it's kind of sweet and... It sounds uh, that, fucking awful, mate. I mean... It's bizarre, well, it's bizarre, but I love it. Really? I love it. I adore it. I would it. love it. Love it. I really it's want to smell like... it because it is Isabel Doyen who used to do all of the old um, Anique Guitars and I've never smelled anything that she's made that I don't like. So I It's very Guitar, as we've to... sort of discussed. Yeah, I need to smell it. Yeah. I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it because she's she gets this kind of green and sometimes you get those kind of like ivy sort of like notes going on. Uh, which are kind of a bit like... She does really, really natural green florals and trees and hedgerows and fresh-cut flowers and all of that stuff really, really well. And there's a lot of those old guitars. Everyone thinks of them as this kind of frou-frou house, and actually they're not like that at all. And there's things like uh, Nuit Etoile, which literally smells like walking through a pine forest... uh, as the dew is dropping, and then Eau de Camille, which is like really, really green, fresh flowers from a garden that's just been mown, but it's not like in a pretty way. It's just like bloody green actual flowers and grass, all of that stuff. I think she does she does that that naturals, or I know naturals is a, the wrong word, but it's just things that smell incredibly natural really well. I, I think that you've got to try new debate like because it's. I like perfumes that, that that give you surprises mm. and are weird. It's kind of got this like attacking sort of hairspray like musk that really kind of projects, which is I think is what I think people are smelling something different mm. at a distance from you to what you're smelling on mm. yourself. To me, it's quite a polite like oh this is quite a friendly like musky thing, but I think other people are getting something else. And then in my car, I can still smell it in my car from like two days ago. 
Um, it smells a bit like green Irish tweed. Like I say, later on, I'm like, oh my God, where's this green Irish tweed like vibe coming from? Which I love green Irish tweed, you know that. Mm. Uh, but this is a much more polite, well-behaved, but it still smells like the musky, like tuberosey, plasticky oh, thing. Send it to me, send I, me I, some. Or I need to organise myself. I haven't got, I haven't got right. any, sorry. I need to like, organise myself. I, I got a sample, but I think, do you know what, right? I think we should get that. Uh, I'll do the split bottle thing that we were saying about, all right? I'll, we'll get... Um, the the tower one we were talking about, and we're getting to eat the Bakelite. I just think just take we'll take a punt on it. <laughs> don't even, don't even sample it. Sounds, just let's buy a bottle. Sounds and we'll split it. Nasty. Okay. Right. <laughs> new, then new sorry, sorry the, Keep moving. Yeah. Next one. So there's only two more. So uh, the next one is born to stand out. Copyright. Dirty rice. <laughs> I I can't even I can't even enter into the fucking diatribe that I want to about this because we'd be here all fucking night, right? So it's this Korean brand with this kind of annoying, like it's almost like Supreme or something, like the kind of branding. I'm like, fuck you already before I even like smelled it. Uh, I picked three, so I picked uh, fig porn because we were talking about selecting figs for for summer last episode. Was there any pornography with the fig? I, I'm not even going to talk about that because I didn't wear it okay. and I've not even really tried it yet. So um, that I picked that one. I picked another one called Mud because I was like, oh, Mud, yeah, nice one. Um, and then <laughs> and then I picked another one called Dirty Rice, which I did wear. Now, Dirty Rice to me is either like some kind of the cooking liquor of something else, like, you know, it, it, like contaminating the rice or like, you know, or, or like that Cajun... You know, what do they call it? Like Creole food yeah. where they have like dirty rice. That's dirty rice, right? Not what this is, right? This is like the most creamy fucking almond, like boring aroma chemical musk, sandalwood chemicals. You know, you know the fucking smell. It. I think it was like straight off the shelf from fucking, uh, what's his name, Olivier Cresp. I don't think any of these have had any like real work put into them. They haven't had any real thought. And then when you go onto the actual blurb that's about it, it's all about sex, right? So it's like dirty, ooh, dirty rice, like as in like dirty rice, like makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know if oh. it's the translation from Korean, but it's just, <laughs> it's just bollocks, right? And I, I fucking, I, I, I was just annoyed at wearing it. Doesn't smell that bad, right? It's, it's a rice perfume. The little almond note sort of is a little bit sickly after a while, but then like it goes away and it's like, mm, yeah, it's a nice sort of musky sandalwood perfume. It's nothing at all but it's not doing anything for anybody. And the sample was eight quid. That's quite expensive. For one mil, for one fucking mil. So more for me, but more for me for paying eight pounds to have a rant about something because I knew I was going to rant about it, right? (laughs) And so maybe it's money well spent. I don't know. You sound properly cheesed off about this. Really angry. I'm not angry. I'm just just disappointed, you know? Um, Spoke... Spoken uh, like every parent across the country. Uh, I'm not angry, so Sam. Anyway, I'm just disappointed. That's yeah. right. So anyway, today I wore another Naomi Goodsir, Iris Sandra, which is the same as Cinder's fucking ashes as uh, the Sandra from... Um, what's it? I, I think so, anyway. Yeah, the brand that we thing. all shill for. Yeah, that one. Um, this is an Iris perfume from a niche brand. Uh, I love the Naomi Goodsir lineup. I think they're all really good. They're not again. They're not doing anything hugely massively original, but especially this one. I mean, this is just a strong, uh, good Iris. It has 
the powdery elements. It has the kind of uh, cosmetic vibe. It has that pairing with uh, cedar and sandalwood. So it's got like a uh, sawdusty kind of thing, which marries perfectly with a lovely oris like throughout kind of note. Starts off leathery, like a little bit like Iris Nazarena or something, but it's no Iris Nazarena. It's just, it, it, it's just a good, strong Iris. Smells great. And uh, that's my 14. Done. Wow. Mm. Have some of that. Well, that does sound good. And normally I would say, let's have a bit of chit chat, but we're already running chronically over. So I'm going to say, uh, save the fucking chit chat for part two, because we'll be back in just a few minutes uh, with part two of Les Odorant. Stick with us. Bye. Hello and welcome back to Les Odorant. This week we're talking about guilty pleasures. What's your guilty pleasure? What even is a guilty pleasure? Uh, Ben... What the fuck is a guilty pleasure, mate? Yeah, so I wondered that because so so I just said I just got a bunch off my shelf of guilty pleasures, and I I, I actually have got like I would say like two distinct differences in that one is guilty pleasures is stuff that it's just a bit crap. It's I guess. crap, but you love uh, it. Most of my guilty pleasures, I would say, have probably got nostalgic sort of benefits. I guess uh, like that's the attraction is the nostalgia mm. vibes, but. Actually, you know, they're sort of not the best perfumes. I mean, mm, I mean, one of them is definitely questionable. Right. And then, or two at least. <laughs> they're well, they're, they're all questionable. questionable. Yeah. Um, but then the other side of it, I was wondering, mm, is that a guilty pleasure? It's like clones. Because mm. I've got a couple of like pretty crap clones here. And I would say these are like chemical warfare mm. sort of crap. Um and yet... But, you know, I like them and I do use it and I bought it. So. Interesting. Well, uh, so I think we're, we'll, we're going to come back to some of what they actually are. Um, mm. But uh, I, I'm I'm sort of interested in, in what guilty pleasure means to you guys. Um, Fliss, what, what's it mean for you? Is it just perfumes that you know are shit but somehow you love? Mm, I mean, I really struggled with guilty pleasures because i mean i guess in some respects my whole collection is a guilty pleasure um you know bingo <laughs> because i look at it and i just think you know if i sold all of that the family could have a holiday you know or more yep. um and i yeah and i squirrel it away and you know I, I don't talk about it and i don't you know i was you know, me coming out with my spreadsheet and showing everybody how much I actually had mm. was a big thing. Mm. You know, I know we have we had that conversation about people <laughs> saying, you know, that some people display everything and you can see how much they've got and they're proud of it. Um, and I'm the opposite. I keep everything in a very dark drawer. No one's allowed to look at it. And when I do take it out, <laughs> it's in little 10 mil decants. So it looks like I don't have very much. <laughs> and, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get, I get that entirely. And, and I think you're right. The whole collection is a guilty pleasure. I mean, I, I sort of, I was thinking about it. And I can't think of that many perfumes I've got that I would say I love that I know a shit kind of thing. Um, but I, I did sort of focus on the behavioural stuff. I'm interested, James, as well. How, how did you interpret the question? Well, I think to me, it's kind of me in a furry suit, Jenny pegging me with a strap on. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, we meant perfume. Oh shit! I've prepared oh a whole. God. I've prepared a whole other set of oh, notes. James, don't do that to me. James, I swear to God, I nearly choked on my drink. Don't do that to me again. Right. Please. Okay. Sorry. Right. Do you want to know a story about pegging? <laughs> yeah, of course we do. <laughs> oh. Where's this so going? I went on a first date oh. once. Oh, I went. It's, it's, it's clean. It's relatively clean. <laughs> I went on a first me, date once. If it's about once. Peggy, it's not <laughs> clean, Ben. It's not. But go ahead. Well, I, so I went on a first date once, and it, it and um, it was with this. Uh, it was online dating, and uh, it turns out this girl was like quite. Um, she was like a, 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 a dominatrix, fetish, fetish model, a camera oh, operator. Right, okay. Okay. A, a cat, like she was the, the nice word for it, camera operator online, and. Uh, and so, so she, we were quite open about stuff like that straight off the bat and that. And uh, in the middle of this pub, quite quiet pub, quite cosy pub, I said, just as he tur- like rang the bell for last orders and everyone shut up, yeah, I wouldn't mind being paid sometimes. <laughs> and like the whole pub was quiet. And I just sort of like blurted that out to the entire room. In this quite quiet, like, you know, uh, like mature warm environment that everyone yeah yeah but you're in brighton anything goes in brighton uh, surely Uh, well i mean you think he's saying that in front of a pub may be problematic (laughs) you've just said that in front of a thousand plus listeners so you know i mean it's true yeah as well what the fuck right james uh, (laughs) anyway i feel faint i feel faintly nauseous okay so thank you uh, Golden showers, can't say that. <laughs> I know. Right, okay, so uh, basically, um, 24... Right, sorry, what does it mean to me? I'm not going to go off my list. Right, what did it mean to me? So really, it was stuff that I have no business really liking. And I think it's interesting that everybody's got different interpretations. Yes, I think Fliss has probably got the most sort of poignant because everybody feels that sort of guilt of like showing people, or like you say, could take your family on holiday with the amount of money so it is it's it's the guilt of like this is very indulgent it's self-indulgent kind of thing i understand all that and that's brilliant i'm glad it's i'm glad it's provoked that conversation but to me it's just naff stuff that i kind of think that i like and i kind of defend liking and it's almost that attitude of like well why do you hate this and you slag this off and yet you're you like this absolute trash and it's kind of like, mm. it's my own personal, like, standards. And, and again, I have probably good justification that I can go, right, I'll sit down and I'll tell you exactly why uh, I like it. And in some instances, I can't, right? Mm. I can't tell mm. you. There's certain things on the, the list of things that I'll probably talk about that I, I just can't give you an answer. Just that I, I think it's almost that contrarian thing in me that I want to be like, no, actually, it's not that bad. And people don't okay. expect that from me necessarily. No, no. Uh, all right, that sounds quite interesting. I think what I'd like... So, I, I've obviously interpreted it ever so slightly differently, um, and and I sort of thought more about the my my behaviours, which I which give me a sense of guilt. Um, okay. And there's things that I do that I know are wrong, and, and which is essentially guilty pleasure, right? Is, is 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 a thing that you know is sort of wrong, but you do it anyway. Um, so I'm just going to reel off a few of mine before we get stuck into actual perfumes, because I think the perfumes are probably be the more interesting discussion. But but here's a few, right? Guilty pleasure number one, Henri Jacques. Okay, I know that this is bullshit, 
I, I know <laughs> that it's. I know it's not worth seven hundred pounds a bottle, but you put seven hundred pounds a bottle in front of me, and I'm going to go. Oh yeah, I want that. I, I don't know why. Right, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not fucking so, uh, uh sort of, uh, uh, stupid as to pretend that I think it's quote unquote worth it, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think it's quite as basic as just well, you just want it because it's expensive, but there is something that sort of, I don't know about the whole Henri Jacques stuff that just makes me go very like, yeah. I want more of those. Yeah, there is. Exactly. It's very, very classy, and from what I understand, their customer service is very nice. If you go to Harris, oh, they're just, they're just it, delight, delightful, uh, amazing. But but the idea of spending, I mean, you know, they have these these amazing crystal uh, um, sort of flacons, and you pay for fifty mil of of perfume oil, you pay six thousand pounds. I mean, it's it's an absurdity. Mm. It. it you know, there's there's no justification for that at all. It, it's it's purely insanity, and yet, and yet, you know, I find myself going, well, maybe, you know, if I fucking, you know, if I don't take the family on holiday this year or next year, <laughs> sell the car, yeah, sell the car, exactly. Um, so, uh, guilty pleasure number two: vintage nonsense and paying over the odds for vintage nonsense. I caught so many fucking perfumes that I've paid that were. I saw one the other day that I was looking at. Uh, I think it might even have been like a Cartier or something, and um, and and they, the photo of it on eBay still had the price, the original price tag on, yeah. and the original oh, that's the, sickening, the, isn't the original it? price tag was like thirty quid, and the eBay <laughs> price was like two hundred and eighty. Like that's just oh, rubbing your face in it. Uh, I, I, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I hate that. Um, Guilty pleasure number three, buying for the bottle. I I, I will admit <laughs> that I have bought perfumes purely on the aesthetic of the bottle. Yeah. Right, just because I think, oh, I've got to have one of them. They look fucking great. Um, so, um, and 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 I think, I think this, all of this sort of is 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 somewhere below my worst guilty pleasure. All right, which I can't really explain, but it's blind buying, right? As soon as I've tried, all the time, I do it constantly. As soon as I've tried a perfume, I know that I don't need a bottle of it, right? I (laughs) I just, you know, once you've tried it, well, what do you need a bottle for? But if you buy a bottle without having tried it, there's just that sort of that little possibility that it might be the greatest thing ever. Well, the reward uh, uh, is so mm. good, isn't it, from a blind buy? Like, it's it's the ultimate gamble. That's a gambler's attitude, isn't it, where it's like, <laughs> if it pays off, it's fucking fantastic. Um, and that will always be the kind of allure of uh, the blind buy. Um, and I know, uh, yeah, and I know the behaviour is illogical, right? It's, it's, a, it's a bad... All of these that I've described are basically illogical, you know, non-economically rational, silly, silly behaviours. And yet I do them because I get a little frisson of excitement from all of them. Um, those are my guilty pleasures. Well, I, I think just, just it's reminded me of something that I didn't even think about. But part of my thing is that I, I obviously, you know, still buy like retail stuff and I know that's not like very popular, but 
I like the experience of going in. So so I may go, I want Le Leon, right? I've tried Le Leon, I've tried several samples of it. I love Le Leon. You know where you stand with Chanel. Or I could go and get like 10 Hermeses that I wanted. Or I could go and get surefire stuff. But I've tried them. That's not as exciting. I'll go out and go, right, get Le Leon, get Le Leon, get Le Leon. And I'll come home with some fucking random niche brand, some new thing that I just tried when I was in the shop and went, <laughs> oh yeah, this is much more exciting because I've, I've tried it now and I love it now. And then I'll get it home and be like, I don't even fucking really like this very much. What a waste of like 150 quid or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So, but that's more exciting at the time than the the, the surefire, oh, you know what you're going to get because you get home and go, yeah, I know I like that because I'd already tried the sample. So I, I, mm. I'm guilty of that, definitely. The, the other thing about Le Leon is um, there's no... Um, there's no challenge in buying Le Leon. Right, I I can just walk down to Selfridges and buy a bottle of Leon, yeah. Leon and walk out again. You know that's easy. I can't buy a bottle of you know Balenciaga Pour Homme that mm. way. True. You know yeah. I can't I can't buy a discontinued Derby. I I can't buy some random niche brand from like fucking I don't know Italy or Poland or something that only three people have ever tried. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. You know. So I, I almost don't buy things. I suppose in a way, it's the opposite of a guilty pleasure. It's something that I don't do. I tend not to buy things that I know I can easily buy later. Should I want to do so? It's only the things that are kind of like difficult to find uh, that I sort of get really fucking obsessed over and have a like. A large number, a list of eBay watches saved in a perm- in, a, in a number of permutations, and the, and that the, I I have a guilty pleasure that pretty ev- pretty much every day I will check my watch lists, I will check our our put little hearts, or I'll watch things. Yeah. Even if I don't your little heart. Even if I don't what even if I don't buy them, just oh, watching yeah. them go through the motions of of whatever the motion is of that week, and then deciding you know. Two minutes before that sale finishes, am I going to bid or not? Mm. It, there no, is that I, feeling I, I, of I completely do, get mm, that. The, the, it's the so, chase. It's the chase of, of something that you I, possibly. I think so. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. It's that it's the the chase is is what gives you the sort of uh, the little thrill because um, and, and and Josh, I don't, everyone knows Josh, mm. but uh, Josh sort of uh, took the piss out of me once and said something like, "Well." You know, all you'll do is you'll get it and you'll go, ah, I've got it. Stick it on your shelf and never think about it again. And he's broadly yeah. right. I mean, that is what happens with most of them. Um, but just on the subject of eBay searches, so I got to the point where I had about 250 like different eBay searches. And every day I'd get like half a dozen things uh, like pop up and I'm, I'm just going absolutely crazy. Like, oh no, prioritise. Which one can I buy? Which one do I have to leave? And I thought... You know what? I'm going to just delete like 95% of my eBay searches. So I've now got like seven eBay searches or something. Almost nothing comes up, and I live a much more zen sort of uh, life. On uh, at least the eBay part of my life is much more zen than mm. it was. Uh, there's a lot to be said for not having too many searches. Anyway, okay, let's talk about actual guilty pleasure perfumes because i'm interested uh uh on this one i couldn't really think of too many uh in my collection other than um 
at, at various points, I've had quite a few different Aventus clones. Um, <laughs> and, and You've Aventus had Aventus style clones? Per- yeah, I've had all sorts. Of, uh, so, um, and, and you sort of convince yourself that they're not all clones, like um, the Lo or Loeve Essentia Parfum. It's it's different, you know. It's it's oh, it's a it's like a fresher Aventus, man. As I uh, yeah, no, it's just a fucking Aventus clone masquerading in a slightly posh bottle. Was um, some of that just to see though, for like just so you could be part of the conversation about Aventus clones and. See if there's one that's like because it's an expensive perfume and it's a reason and it's a well and truly clone to fuck thing. You can mm. you can find loads of those that you can that you can find out there and like say to have a conversation on on your Instagram or uh, whatever. I mean like things like like that that um, Mont Blanc one. Uh, that's really accessible. Everybody can go out and get that. A lot of people go, oh yeah, it's a fresher, exactly like you're saying, and it mm. is a slightly different vibe. Um, but that's one that, like, y- you could you could buy that and it not break the bank. It's not such a big deal, and you could mm. just acquire it and have it as part of your collection and go. Yeah, it's quite a nice sort of fresher take on on that vibe. Uh, I I can't really explain the behaviour, <laughs> right? I, I mean, honestly, at one point I had like Aventus and about seven or eight different. Aventus style perfumes, including like the Bodicea one, which is arguably, I think, more expensive. Um, and and I just was like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I, I wear Aventus like once every three years. What the fuck do I need 20 different riffs of Aventus for? You know, I ended up selling them all, like literally all. I don't think I have any Aventus clones or anything similar to Aventus other than Aventus any longer. And I still don't wear the fucking thing, so it makes no difference. <laughs> um, but uh, from a perfume one, that was the only thing I could come up with, you know? We've got a few cheap and cheerful ones that we've discussed on the show before. So, so Ben, tell me about your actual guilty pleasure perfumes. Is Eternity one of them? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it might be. It is, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, Eternity Parfum. Uh, but that's, you know, it's... It's a crap perfume, but it's... I don't know, there's a nostalgia thing for me on that one. But um, I sort of spoke about that one at length, so how about this one, right? This is a perfume that was crap when it came out. It's crap now. The only reason I bought it when it came out is because the sales assistant was like, oh, look, you get a free beach towel with it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she goes to the beach I sort of felt like huh? she was... I didn't know... Well, I mean, I live on the by the beach, but I don't need a towel for that. <laughs> True. Um, and and to be honest, I, 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 it was one of them things like you know when they're like really pushy sales stuff and you just sort of buy stuff just to make them go away. <laughs> um, it was it was like that. Um, so it's Hugo Boss X Y. Oh, I remember you saying about that one though. I think it's been discontinued now, but it's still available for like five mm. pounds a bottle because it's just is shit. it? I'm. But, but it's beautiful. It's really simple. And it's like cedar and mint and basil, which is quite unusual. Mm. And like this sort of like musky patchouli. And do you know what? It's fucking brilliant. And it smells like it's like ice. It's really glacial and cold smelling. And in the winter, I fucking love it. You know, there are days where it's like sunny mm. outside, but it's really mm. cold. Um, you know, you spray something like this, which is like, it, it, I mean, the perfume, it smells 
itself smells freezing cold and it just work it smells like the it smells like the breeze on those days like you know when you, the, that cold breeze that's what it smells like and it's fantastic and it's but it's but it's undeniably shit do you know what i mean it's hugo boss and it smells a bit like a hugo boss sort of bit teenagery uh it's, it's kind of basic it's uh, i say you can get a 40 it, mil on ebay for 12 pounds yeah i was just looking at that <laughs> but when it came out, they released XY, which was the men version, and XX was the female version, and it was gold. So this is like gunmetal grey, and the female version was gold. Um, and here's the rub, right? When I got the towel home, it was the XX <gasps> towel, so they didn't even give me the right towel. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I really like this, but it is undeniable is it? shit. Is it worth a £12 it's the sort of thing. I'm thinking of maybe just buying... I will send you some rather than spend money on it. Um, unless you want to spend £12. I would Personally, I say yes. You've got the, you've I got think the chase of the blind perfume, buy. But... £12 for, yeah, yeah, for all see... of that adrenaline <laughs> yeah, yeah. and dopamine. Uh, I mean, it's cheaper exactly. than a pill, isn't it? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about whether that's actually definitely true. But certainly in the same sort of ball mark, I mean, ballpark. <laughs> five, five for a tenner. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> guessing because I haven't, I haven't ever, 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 ever. <laughs> um, I would feel slightly guilty if you spent twelve pound on it. I would rather send you some uh, yeah, than you spend money on no it. No point. <laughs> it's, it's, it's barely worth the postage it's 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 a, i really like it but it is it is crap like it's hard like i say it's a guilty pleasure for a reason it's a crap perfume and i think it would disappoint a lot of people for being very basic and smelling a little bit sort of say like fresh teenagery in a fresh way teenager um, well but it's un- but it is unusual. Like it's basil. Well, and mint I've bought it and now. Musk <gasps> and I've cedar. Bought, I've, bought, I've bought it now. I've, I've spent. Well, my work yeah, is like, It's like lifetime. <laughs> yeah, this is live. Uh, uh, yeah, live enabling. Live pleasuring. So, uh, oh my god! Not you two, Fliss. Not you two. This is a family show. Um, so okay, good. That uh, that. That sounds. I bet that's disappointing. I bet that's a really disappointing. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Twelve pounds. What's the worst that could happen? I'll give it to one of the kids. It's see. See, thing is, I think at the very worst, it's 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 quite it is quite an interesting perfume. I can't say I've smelled a lot like it because it's like you know, sort of green, musky. But I don't know. It's strange. It's not. It's not the most usual collection of notes. You know, it's got pear in it. I think. Um, Tell Anna it was 350 quid and she'll wear it up in no time. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. yeah, yeah, she doesn't. It's probably true. She doesn't, she doesn't choose stuff based on the price. Because she doesn't know the price. She doesn't know the prices. No. She just seems to have quite expensive. Ta- Although I look at everything, my daughter sprays my perfumes and I just start shrieking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spray my beautiful perfumes! <laughs> is that, is um, that because if she did know the price, she'd go, hey, Dad, sell some of these fucking perfumes and take us on holiday? <laughs> uh, yeah, pr- pr- uh, dad, 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 sell some of these perfumes and we won't be fucking destitute any longer. And I could get you know, some streetwear. We, we, <laughs> I, 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 I could afford to eat. Uh, you know, 
But, yeah, those kind of things. Um, okay, cool. Uh, well, that's a good starting point, Ben. Um, uh, James, what would you well, like to I'll offer Well, I'll see up? Ben's XY, and I will raise him a fucking Clinique happy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know it's a male oh, version, but that's lovely. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's rubbish, isn't it? But I I sort of love something about it. It's like it's orange, but is it's it like really happy. It's yeah, it's like is no it... orange that you've ever fucking had, is it? Do you know what I mean? But like I, I when it came out, I just like I got a sample of it. Like I think someone like they literally gave me a sample. And I what I like this is so stupid. But I like the fact that the Clinique stuff, you can only get off the Clinique counter. <laughs> so mm. it feels it feels a bit special. Do you know what I mean? Exclusive. Yeah, even though it's kind of trashy and it's quite expensive for what it is, um, that you have to get it from the, the Clinique counter. But it's a little fresh, cheesy, um, like tinny, orange, musk perfume. It's not, you know, I... I I, when I wear it now, I'm like, what a load of shit. Uh, but, like, I have had occasions when I've worn it, like, in the summer and gone, yeah, do you know what? And it's happy. It's the happy vibes, you know? So, um, mm. so Clinique, happy. I hate it. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I mean, I, I can understand that being a guilty pleasure. Because yeah. uh, if I, yeah, it's, I, it's terrible. Um, okay. Good. Uh, Fliss, what would you like to volunteer other than everything you own? I was really thinking about this as well. I I don't think I have anything that I feel guilty about. I mean, apart from the whole collection, there isn't a perfume there that I'm embarrassed about s- telling people I'm wearing. Um, and I've always been equally as excited about some of my because we had this conversation on the group didn't we that it does it does guilty pleasure just mean cheap no because there's some really fucking good cheap perfumes out there um mm. you know there's you know theophenyl scent 20 quid does that make it guilty? not anymore not anymore, not anymore since um, but does the that gold <laughs> but does that make it a guilty pleasure no because it was just fucking gorgeous and Ooh. other I, sorry Fliss, i same. saw a, a theophenyl uh, on Antiques Roadshow last Sunday. Oh, did anyone see that? You mean a piece no, of jewelry? No, I don't watch Antiques Roadshow. No, it was it was a uh, some kind of award, like one of those shitty, not the Brit Awards, but like it used to have like a ball. Is it like a not a Mercury? No, that's quite a prestigious music prize. Some kind of music award that take that had won, right? And it, this had belonged to um, Gary Barlow or fucking Robbie <laughs> Williams or somebody. And it had a dent in it, and they were made by Theo Fennel, these awards. And it was quite like, you know, so, and this guy had acquired it somehow, but he got the story that it was dented because. The Smash Hits Award. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) maybe something like that. But it had been thrown, like, apparently Robbie and fucking, you know, the fat one had fallen out. (laughs) <laughs> That's a bit mean. Um, you know who I mean? Uh, fucking, what's the Gary, Gary Bar- Barlow. Gary Barlow, yeah. They'd fallen out, and apparently he'd launched it at him, and that was why it had a dent in it. Um, I don't know if the guy was just saying that to be like, oh, yeah, a bit of providence or whatever. Um, but like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you had roadshow voice. A bit of providence. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I just thought, because I'd never really heard of Theo Fennell, to be perfectly honest. And I looked on the website, and I was like, oh, this guy is obviously like, He's this British jeweler person, 
Um, but I'd, I'd never heard of him, but he made the awards for the... And he apparently only did it this, like, once, and it was, um, like, solid silver, so, you know, it's got some intrinsic value. But, uh, yeah, just sorry, Fliss. I was That's just, okay. <laughs> I just thought it was related, <laughs> you know. We just had another one of your guilty pleasures, haven't we? Uh, with the old Antiques oh, oh. Roadshow, definitely also one of mine. Um, but in terms <laughs> yeah. of perfume... Lovely. I... Mm. Yeah, no, I'm really happy people go, oh, well, you smell nice. What do you smell of? Um, Paul Smith Rose. It's like 18 quid a bottle for 100 mil. I, I, love I that, fucking though. love that perfume. And I get it's great. It's gorgeous. So There's it's, a few uh, Paul Smith perfumes that are actually pretty good mm, and they're all sort of shit. But I just, I don't, I don't no, uh, put the, the, the cost of them next to how happy I am or not to declare to people that I'm wearing them. Um, so. I, yeah, I don't really have uh, 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 a... I guess expensive, then, in that case. My opposite of that would be expensive, really expensive. Mm. Um, that would be the equivalent for me, would be spending a lot of money on... Yeah, mm. like like if my mum asked me, like, oh, you smell nice today, How, what is that perfume that you're wearing? I'm like, oh, it's like Frederick Mal, it's whatever. And I, I'll like, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell her how much a full bottle. She's like, oh yeah, how much is a bottle of that? Yeah, like 100 yeah. mil. I'm like, don't even want to fucking say because you'd be like, what? You've got a cupboard mm. full of fucking perfumes that are like over 200 quid. Um, so yeah, so there is an element of that. But again, this has nothing to do with price because as I said, like Clinique Happy could be the most trashy like thing, but it actually isn't. It's about like 60, it's like 70 quid or something for mm. a bottle. I, I don't know, but like, yeah, so I think it has nothing nothing to do with um, uh, price, really. My, my biggest anxiety with people asking me what perfume I'm wearing is being able to fucking pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, okay. oh, yeah, it's a fucking exajoff. Yeah. It's jerk-off. It's, it's jerk-off, Tom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so go on, Ben. You were about to leap in there. Well, I, I, I had one lined up, but you're talking about uh, pronouncing. I've got this one, right, which is Brocard Chenea Smoradina e Miata. No, it's never that. <laughs> Chenea Smoradina e Chiata. E Miata. I don't know. E -mi see, so here's the thing it's Russian, and oh. the actual label, you can't actually read anything on it because it's all in russian um but that's what fragrantica is telling me um chenea smorodina emiata which i'm sure that's not that doesn't sound russian at all uh but yeah that's that's a cheapy that is awful as a perfume but there's something about it that i love it's basically black currant leaves and black currants and that's nice. it well, that's it. That's the lot. It doesn't get any deeper than that. It's like green blackcurrant leaves with sort of blackcurrant berries nice all sort of crushed up. A... Um, and I think, like, as that, being so basic, the thing is, it's basic, but it's cheap smelling as well. Okay. So it's, you know, when something is like that basic, it has to be good, right? Because it has, it's standing on like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, taking its clothes off in front of everyone going, look at that. And it's got to be impressive. Otherwise, it's just a bit of a disappointment, right? And and this is like that. It's it's a huge disappointment in that it's cheap smelling as well. Okay, then I'm going to add another. Uh, I've got a dirty pleasure. It's not. It's a guilty pleasure. What about if you <laughs> layered it? What if you layered it with something? Because I am. Yeah. Um, I mean, layering itself I'm, is I'm a, a dirty pleasure. Layering. I love <laughs> to layer. I will layer everything. 
if I could, if I could. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but but, but, but doesn't that affect the spreadsheet? Is... How does the spreadsheet handle that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I've, Badly, I've, I've I should whole, imagine. I've done a whole um, <laughs> video on layering, and I like to layer uh, Diaghilev with Mon Parfum, Cherie Par Camille. Like, like, one of Roja Dove's really, really expensive things with one of Anique Gutel's really most beautiful rare things. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Fliss? I think they smell fantastic both at the same time on me. Um, but yeah, layering is a... Potentially that could make this something else, yeah. Because say, as it is, it's it's so minimal. And and and, and to say, like, being what it is, it's not, it's not a great example of that either it, it does smell quite natural like as in it, it smells quite realistic sort of like black currant leaves but it also smells cheap so but it just sounds a bit cheap and sort of tacky mm-hmm. and and it doesn't last very long and, it, and it's the sort of thing that if someone said to me oh, what are you wearing I, I wouldn't really want to tell them I'd be like oh I'd just kill myself now that's okay <laughs> um, but then I am a massive perfume snob as well so it's funny because a lot of mine are because of they are are kind of crap cheap perfumes and and that's just because I'm a huge snob about mm. you know perfume i get um, quite a lot of joy from uh, from announcing a cheap one um possibly because it means then when when i tell people oh it's only 20 pounds that i'm not having to admit that it was 200 pounds so maybe maybe mm. my my the you know the opposite for me is yeah yeah I get joy from the cheap ones and I, I can't wait to tell people how, how much they didn't cost. <laughs> so I think there's a difference between like cheap cost though because my snobbery is not about cost. It's about how cheap it smells because all the cheap ones that I've picked up or, or, the, the, for my off my shelf for the, for the guilty pleasures, they're all cheap in a way that's like, it's not really the cost, it's cheap in the fact they smell cheap. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, so the big one that I was going to say, I'm going to chuck this one out because I think we probably we have all smelt this, and I think this explains my my stance on it. Uh, Luca Turin uh, described it as chav spit. Does anyone have a bit of uh... chav spit? What's he yeah. saying chav for? Isn't he like a Italian? I don't. That's how he. That that's American... his review for it was that it was chav spit. Uh, no, I can't remember, but I remember you mentioning it before. It's. Burberry London for men. And <laughs> now this smells cheap. It smells shit. <laughs> it like, does. It's got a kind of nasty, um, like, uh, aftershavey sort of vibe to it that's disgusting. And then it sort of mixes that with cinnamon and, Do you and ever wear kind it? of spices. Yeah. And I, I quite like it. But I wouldn't wear it out of doors. I wouldn't wear it outside of my house. For multitude of reasons, um, I, I, the fact that it smells disgraceful is one of them. <laughs> but, but but also because it does smell chavvy and nasty, and there's nothing refined about it at all. Like this is the on the spectrum. This is the complete opposite end of dual vetiver. Like yeah, it's just. Well, he's, he's probably said chav, or or Tanya's probably said chav, because people associate those kind of Burberry like caps and stuff with like yeah. chavs, don't they? So like the bottle is literally clad in like a little Burberry like jacket, <laughs> yeah. like scarf thing. But the thing about that is, I don't know if you recall, I said pretty much word for word what Ben said at Christmas because I only ever wear it at Christmas because it reminds it's- me of like shitty mulled wine, like christmas market yeah. but i'll tell you what it does remind me of right there was this horrible advert with like um do you remember that like uh it was it was for like hall soothers 
and it was a woman getting like a neck like kissed in a fucking lift and it had like um it had like that that fucking 80s what's his name he always used to wear a suit and he had like women in suits um the lights are on but no one's... oh yeah robert palmer, robert palmer. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the robert palmer it's like for hall's fucking soothers that's what it reminds me of like Cher- cherry cough sweets with like yeah. like pine needles and shit it's fucking trash but i sort of like i sometimes crave it and i'm like i've yeah. got to have a go on that because it's just fucking rubbish yeah <laughs> okay okay I, I i i have got one uh boss the original boss for men yeah brilliant it's super pissy turbo masculine kind of Burt Reynolds thing I don't think I would wear it out of the house because I don't think I have the sheer fucking cojones to 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 get away with it do you know what I mean perhaps if I was like about 30 times more butch and had a big fucking thick mustache uh, then, then maybe I would, I would wear it, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I love it, but I will probably only wear that in the house because it's just too, it's too eighties. Uh, I think to wear outside. What about the original Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger? Oh, I love. That. I, d- I, love <laughs> I, I don't think I know it. Oh, so that's I don't own it actually, but I I it's that that you know if I did that would be a guilty pleasure because I love the smell of that. I do I do own shit. it, but it was to it was to basically uh, reminisce about my sort of teenage years. I bought yeah. it on a ferry because uh, it, it like when it first came out and it was the most precariously uh, placed. Like it literally had bo- boxes stacked from the floor in like a big pyramid and i was like we're on a fucking ferry <laughs> like how is that how is that display still maybe they were stuck together or something i don't know but it just had like a pyramid of boxes of the perfume i'm sure i went up and just picked one up and bought i actually bought it um and i i bought it a few years ago just to reminisce about like you know i don't know like 15 year old me or whatever um you know it's probably younger than that um buying this perfume so yeah, I, I love that. It's kind of Apple sort of musk bullshit. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I do. I still really like it, though, to be honest. Yeah, when I was a teenager, I bought a uh, fake bottle of it from the dodgy video rental shop down the road from my house. Tommy, Tommy Hillfinger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With my paper round money. Uh, nice. Fliss, what are you thinking? Penny for your thoughts. You're looking pensive. I guess what I'm thinking is, we were having this conversation on the group, weren't we, where some, somebody said, you know, why why is anything a guilty pleasure? Just enjoy what you've got. Enjoy the fact that you've got enough income to, to do this. Enjoy enjoy it all. Don't feel guilty. Um, you know, you need to assuage yourself from that guilt because we're all... And uh, that guilt comes from either two places either comes from a snobbishness about perfume which you don't need Mm. to do or it comes from a place where you are embarrassed about how much you're spending um Mm. but beyond that you know sort your shit out stop being stop being guilty just just live your life live i think i've got one that can test this Hmm. go on right so i've got this perfume right and you really need to see this i'll describe it as well now this is a clone 
of Black Afghano that cost me about five pounds. But not only is it a clone of Black Afghano, look at that bottle. It's in a Black oh, Afghano bottle. It close to it's by it's called Brand Collection, and uh, it's number eighty six. So if you but if you have it like number eighty six, I, oh, I yeah. guess actually I, mean, I do agree that clones. Especially. And this like mm. quite like you know like this is pretty guilty. This looks like Black Afghano. They've even like the the juice is black. It's in the tiny little thirty mil bottle. Why buy a why who sells clones in like little thirty mil bottles unless you're trying to look like the real thing, right? The only difference is the cap, but even some black Afghano caps have that, don't they? Um, mm. The little plastic cap rather than the big wooden bit. They, they um, all come with like a travel cap like that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the travel cap. And But if I sort of held it here, you would think that's black Afghano. Now, that's pretty guilty for a pleasure, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> you know, that's not ripping off just the scent and being a clone. That's ripping off the whole IP. I mean, that... Especially in- as it's a fucking terrible perfume (laughs) just fucking horrid um so i i'm sort of i take the point uh that that actually uh you know we shouldn't have to feel guilty about what we do but it it, that's not really the point of the question though was it i mean I, i don't think any of us are feeling such guilt over these little guilty pleasures that uh, uh, you know they are somehow crippling our lives, but I think there is something which is like, yeah, I know this isn't quite right, but yeah, I like doing it anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of collecting perfume and spending stupid amounts of money on it—that is, in and of itself, a guilty pleasure, I guess. Spending hours um, updating my spreadsheet when I really. There's a lot of other things I could be doing with that time. Just delightful, uh, yeah. just bliss. The, so, so, so I can't. This is not a guilty pleasure. This is, this is an example of a stupid behaviour, right? And I cannot rationalise this. I cannot rationalise this behaviour at all. But for anybody who knows me at all, I need only say the words. Fiero. <laughs> oh, I had thought of this. I thought this is exactly your guilty pleasure. The buying and selling. The continual buying and selling and repurchasing of Fiero for you uh, is a uh, thing. Yeah, it, it, that is definitely a thing. Uh, just one. <laughs> just seven times Sorry. now. Seven times. Or is it eight? It's, it is, it's, it's an absurd number. And, and do you know what? I was looking at it again the other day because they had a really good deal on Nottino you know, about it, Latino. Um, mm. and, and, but I, I, I talked myself out of it. Um, but uh, uh, there was something else I wanted to mention at the beginning of the show and then completely forgot. And then, and then I just I feel like I have to say it. And the reason I, I remember to say it now is my friend Alex uh, constantly teases me about... Uh, uh, you know my my rebuying of Fiero, um, and Alex messaged me the other day to say that um, he was listening to Les Odrens, um on his headphones on his way home from work when unfortunately he was hit by a car. No. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> he wasn't badly injured. <laughs> He said he was lying on the ground, staring up at the sky, and his headphones were still in. <laughs> he was just lying there in pain with me talking and whinging. He said I mean, whinging trauma, about perfume. He said it was the most surreal experience ever. 
Exactly, exactly. Got hit by a car, had to listen to me, mate, whinge about perfume. I think that's beautiful. And and Alex, I hope you're okay. Hmm, um, we all hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah, so the buy and the rebuy, you know, that's obviously a ridiculous behaviour. I can't even begin to explain it. I don't really understand, you know, there's clearly something wrong with me um, that I'm unable to make my mind up about it. Um, and I keep going back to it. I just keep sort of raking over the same ground. I don't know why. The repurchase. Got to stop doing that. Yeah, the repurchase. That's that's a guilty pleasure. Um, I'm not sure it's even. I'm not sure it's even a pleasure. It's just a stupid, irrational behaviour. I mean, what about um, what about just? I mean, just the most basic is having to get to the door when the postman knocks because you know what it is uh, and then having to scroll it away and open it when no one's looking because you know that it's another perfume oh yeah and then the explanation of how that perfume has come into the house again or any perfume has more perfume has come into the house oh yeah no i i won this one i won it <laughs> yeah no this i was sent this one for it was a swap i sent it for review uh, I, I I won a prize. I won a, just the number of these. But 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 <laughs> all of those things have to happen. But they add to the build-up of when you actually get to sit down and open it and do the spray. And that's that's yeah. that's that's where the pleasure lies. It's the opening, and the first spray. See, I live alone, so I don't have Did- to worry about that, right? But ironically. I, my, so my, my mum and dad could pop over like once a week for coffee or whatever, right? And I do my mum's hair and, and all the rest of it. And they know that I buy perfume. And to be honest, they don't really care, whatever. But I don't think they, they probably think it's a bit bonkers. But um, but obviously living alone, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I don't have to make up those lies. But the other day, um, I said to my mum and dad about um, the the fall into the sea. Is it? Was it? Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, it's yes. really expensive. Silence, silence the, the sea. sea, that's it. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's really expensive. It's amazing. Look at it. And, and Dan just sent it to me, which was really kind of him. And my mum and dad were just like, oh, yeah, for free, was it? Yeah, of course it was. And I was like, no, really? Like, I'm not even lying. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really? It was free. But smell it. It's fucking <laughs> disgusting. Did they actually try it? Yeah, they hated it. But do you know what? A friend yeah, of mine came over at the shocking. weekend and he smelled it and he loved it as well. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, smell that, you're gonna hate it. And I was and I sort of like sort of yeah, gave it to him with a little known wink and he was just like, Ah, oh, it smells great. And I was like, oh, Wow. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now that's not good. I I mean interesting when you so when you get a perfume through the post, uh do you sort of make quiet time to then sit down and open it and sort of compose yourself? Yes. Uh, to okay, so so there's a bit of a ritual there, mm. right? Okay, so for me, it comes in the post. I rip the box open, I spray it on my hand, and I put it on the shelf, and that's it. And it's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I bought it. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm actually even going to get any pleasure out of this, certainly I will feel the guilt. The guilt of sort of having, you know, bought yet another stupid bowl of 
stupid fucking smelly stuff to sit on my stupid fucking shelf. I, I used to do exactly that. And do you know how I could combat that? And I feel a lot better these days. I mean, to be honest, I haven't bought a lot Did you just anyway. increase the spending? <laughs> no. I, I, I buy something. And I, I mean, I'm just like the opposite. I, I make no special time. I just get in from like the door's barely shut. And I'm like, ah, just ripping it open. <laughs> um, but then I spray it. And... Then I put it on my coffee table and I leave like newly bought perfumes on my coffee table for about a week mm. so that I can ah. always kind of come back to it and have a little go on it or just a little sniff and things like that and just sort of see it. And it just makes it feel a little bit more like a tangible thing rather than just I like something that's been lost into the shelf. Yeah, I don't, others. I don't um, keep anything out really, although I've got some stuff out at the moment just for completely different reasons. Um, but it doesn't go into the drawer for at least a week or two and it stays out mm. before it gets decanted into a hand, into a, you know, a handbag tea can or a 10 mil. But I feel the, like the, it gives good value as well because then when anyone comes around for coffee or whatever, like friends or whatever, then they see it on the table and they're like, oh, you know, what's this new perfume? And then they, they pick it up and they, and they have a conversation it around it. Yeah, and we have a little chat about it. So it, it kind of becomes more than just this weird guilty, like I've bought this, I've stashed it away in my... Sh- like, I mean, it, my shelves are over there, but they're actually covered with a, like, a throw. Um, hmm. So, you know, like, of course. like um, you know, they, they, they don't just get squirreled away anymore. Like I, I say, when I buy stuff like the like Fiore d'Ombre last week, I bought that and uh, I, I've left that on my coffee table until tonight. And then I bought it in here for to do this. Like, yeah. Um, so when people come around for coffee, you go, oh, smell this. It's brilliant. <laughs> and, and, and offer them silence the sea. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and they all then run Leave. for uh, yeah. for co- yeah. What the fuck? Ben's completely lost it. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, I. Uh, the more we talk about this, the more convinced I am that uh, uh, there's a sort of mania about this whole kind of buying perfumes, um, and that there's no real logic to it. Uh, it, it. There is a strangeness I've noticed, and I know it's kind of. I guess verging somewhat on on the collection uh, discussion, um, but when I go through a sort of a bit of a purge and I sell maybe like fifteen twenty perfumes and I've got some money in my bank account and a bit more space on the shelf, and it just feels good. There's a sort of catharsis to it, mm. um, and I, I, I recently I've sort of been wondering whether I shouldn't just sell like. 95% of all my perfumes you know would I feel would I just feel less anxious and confused and you know stressed out if I sold most of them I'd have loads of money could fucking you know buy I don't know a car <laughs> probably buy a fucking house with the amount of money but you, definitely you, you take you the would. family on holiday you would though I mean I like I said in the last episode, I I cut my collection by b- between a half and two thirds, and it felt fantastic. And mm. now I'm so pleased with myself that I've started collecting again. Uh, you know, I, I've rewarded myself for cutting everything down by getting some more perfume in, and that, and I can, <laughs> I can already start. I can already feel the ultimate the, reward. The the anxiety yeah. then. Is already I've got you know I've I've gone beyond my five buffer limit of things that are rolling in and rolling out and that's stressed me out. Restart the madness cycle. Yeah, no, I've Amazing. got to really not 
Mm. So um, I'm conscious that that time is kind of marching on and it is late as balls. So um, want to gently bring us into land, uh, James. Obviously, you've been uh, reasonably quiet for the last couple of minutes, um, which is out of character, I must say. Yeah. Um, what were your sort of closing thoughts on this whole thing? Because we covered quite a lot of ground. Um, not sure we stuck to the original brief as ever. Well, I, I think you've uh, the, yeah, obviously you guys have brought up like really interesting, like fully rounded sort of angles on it. Mine was very, very simple in that uh, I was just listing off a load of perfumes that shit that I happen to like, <laughs> that I happen to like. That was all this meant to me. But I'm so glad that like it's been uh, thought about in much more depth, and there is loads to this actual discussion. But I just want to say. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's like I'm in fucking recovery or something, but uh, I'm just going to admit that, you know, uh, I, I like I like uh, Paco Rabanne's Invictus and One Million. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, One Million is, is a good, like, that, that's, that's filth. One Million, it's horrific. I don't it own it. Abs- I don't own it. So I couldn't bring myself to buy I- that fucking ingot of, like, it's shite. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, only, only, only you could say the word ingot was with so much contempt. Well, you know, ingot. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Ben, what were you going to say about it? Oh, the best thing about One Million is that I fucking... I had it and I fucking hated it and I, I bought it, like, years and years and years ago. Like, when it must have been when it came out, like, early 2000s. And um, I managed to sell it to a batch wanker for loads of money. Did you? <laughs> oh. Batch wanker. It's just such a cunt perfume, isn't it? Like, it really it is. It really is. It really it, is. It, yeah, no, it is, it's unspeakably bad, and I don't understand how you could even like it. Well, but, um, I, but... I don't think it's as bad. My point is, I, I, it's one of those where, I can't even remember who it's made by, but the Invictus, right? Invictus was one that I bought at the time because I actually genuinely did like it, and I was like, yes, the, okay, it's in the most ridiculous fucking... It's like, oh, I've I've won a fucking prize. Like, why have I got this like trophy? Do you know what I mean? But like, mm. I I actually like was like, no, this is good, and it and it's got like Dominic Ropion and like somebody else and somebody else. It's like a fucking I've said this like a million times, but it's like n- too many cooks like spoiling the broth kind of thing, and that's what kind mm. of a lot of people thought. And then it had flankers and blah blah blah. But I actually bought a, a shave foam the other day because I don't really shave very often. I usually like a fucking hobo, but I've had to like spruce myself up a bit. So I do occasionally like shave like my cheeks, <laughs> but that, that's about it. Nice. Not my ass, you know, but like <laughs> no. my, my face cheeks. That's um, a useful clarification, James. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, I, I bought this shave foam and it's just like some Gillette fucking, you know, ridiculously expensive like newfangled shaving stuff is really fucking expensive i'm glad i don't shave very much so um mm. basically yeah i bought this and it to me it smells like invictus and i was like oh it's it's you know cycled all the way through to like you know gillette products or whatever and uh i i actually missed my because uh, i gave it away because again i felt guilty about it i was like I, I shouldn't have this. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have yeah. this perfume. It's stupid. I'm a serious perfume collector. Yeah, this why is, have I got this? This is trivial nonsense. Exactly. Why have I got this trophy? And the advert really pissed me off. So the, ooh, and it had like a Kanye West. I mean, of all the fuck, you know, like yeah, the worst kind of thing that you could have. And That and like, didn't age well. No. And like, you know, he's it's coming, coming out with the fuck. Yeah. So 
it's just bad. And then everyone totally went mad for that, like, flanker, the aqua one, which is not as good, frankly. Shit, right? Um, but the, the original one, I still stick to. And do you know what? I might fucking repurchase it. <laughs> no, you're a wrong and I am a wrong I am a wrong You're so, a wrong I know we were trying to wrap this up, but again, Savage was the one that I'm surprised that you didn't mention, Dan. Because uh, yeah, and there's nothing I wrong. I quite with... like the Elixir one. I, I'm yeah. sort of sick of the the DT one. I, yeah, it's, it's so ubiquitous. Yeah, and that kind of uh, comes on to like I do like things with Woody Amber, so I put on my list uh, Julian Raskinet stuff, even though he handles them very well. But like mm. things that like or like Geza Show and. Or like those, like like Mark Buxton stuff, or uh, Bertrand Dashafor. You know, all those people. They're like the classic sort of like uh, stuff that I really have. You know, I, that's my that is a guilty pleasure of mine because I know it's not good. I know there's not like great natural materials in there. I know there's not like great, but I like the craft of taking. And this is part of my whole thing. That I like the craft of taking something that is, like, not very expensive materials or whatever. And some people have real beef with, like, oh, that's an expensive perfume, but it's all just cheap stuff. I think if you can make something better than the sum of its parts, then you've achieved something with the, with the perfume. So, yes, mm. there's a lot of trash ones, but there are some good things in there. And some things... Like, there's a really tongue-in-cheek one, and I want to talk about this at a later date. I think we're going to visit the zoo perfumes uh, by um, uh, Christophe Laudemiel. Uh, he's mm. got one. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I think it's called No Perfume or some something like that, right? And I'm assuming that he has a whole uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of like ironic take because to me, it smells so much of like Amber Extreme, right? <laughs> it's basically mm. just woody amber fucking onslaught. Um, uh, but kind of like kind of like it, and and I don't want to again. It's the absolute epitome of guilty pleasure. I don't want to like Woody Ambers, but I fucking do like them. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's uh, that is quite a lot to think about. Um, as always. Yeah. Uh, ben, any final thoughts from you, sir? Yeah. Just. I mean, like a bit like James, really. Like a lot of my guilty pleasure sort of stuff came from being like a bit of a perfume snob, to be honest. But it's not about money or value, but it's about you know my perception of them as like mainstream crap sort mm. of thing. Um, mm. Which you know is purely from my own snobbery, really. But it's what comes with the territory, isn't it? Really, when you are a bit of a collector, you do become a bit snobbish and a bit like. Ooh. I mean, for example, I wouldn't Instagram a picture of that. Do you know what I mean? Like Milton. Milton Lloyd Sport. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put that on my Yummy. Instagram with a nice... I mean, Dan, can you imagine doing one of your photos with the bottle of that? Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> no. I mean, no. That's, but then it, I don't own of, it, so... But that's... Well, you, well I, could, I can send it to you and you can take a photo of it if you put it... If you, if you want to. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a very kind <laughs> offer, Ben, but um, unfortunately, I've moved house. I just love, <laughs> the, way, you I know just what love mean? the way like, that's you so, say Milton Lloyd. Like... Yeah. I just that, what, that's it? enough for me. I just listen to Ben <laughs> saying Milton Lloyd all day on a loop. What, how does Lloyd? Yeah, Milton Lloyd. Milton Lloyd. Yeah, sorry, I slipped into my southern Milton Lloyd. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's just it's that's the sort of snobbery that I feel like comes that, that makes me have guilty pleasures. Like it's not say so it's not value. It's not that this only costs two pound. It's just that it's it's just fucking shit. Do you know? What I mean? Like like it's just. 
It's just I, shit. T- so, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I want to tell you this story, but I used to work with a guy just on the subject of accents, and uh, every morning he'd come in, he had the strongest Bolton accent. Oh, God. So he'd, he'd come, he, but he had he had this telephone voice that was completely different, a bit like sort of hyacinth bouquet. So he'd come in, and in the morning, right, Don, how are you doing? Do you, you see football yesterday? It was brilliant. And then the phone would ring. And he said, "Just hang on a second, hang on, hang on." Hello, Dave speaking. <laughs> fucking surreal, like, flip from Bolton into sort of hyacinth bouquet. Anywho, uh, Felicity, Fliss. <gasps> <gasps> Ooh, I'm not allowed to call you Felicity, Nobody am I? Is. No. Shut it, no. Bri. Shut it, Bri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't really have anything to say other than uh, other than it's just been really interesting and relatively cathartic to admit what you know. I think it's my guilty pleasures are all more behavioural than actual perfumes, mm. but yeah. It's fun to yeah, talk I, about. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's any perfume that I that I've got on my shelf that I'd be anxious about someone seeing and going. Oh, you're not a real perfume collector. You've got a yeah. Because um, I, I, I think probably to some extent, I guess we've all just moved beyond that. Um, the, the collection is. Uh, the collection is the source of guilt, not the fucking individual components. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, right. Well, look, let me wrap it up. Um, as always, it's been brilliant. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Ben, James and Fliss. Um, as always, I've been Brian, your host. Um, <laughs> I am not Brian. Uh, it's Dan, motherfuckers. Um, and Dan will be back along with Ben, James and Fliss in two weeks on the next episode of Les Odorants. Catch you next time. Bye. 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 just seen on the back of this bottle it says warning beware of counterfeits look for the milton lloyd spray button only found on genuine products who's gonna fucking counterfeit this